Kettle Brian! I hope you're wrapped up in cotton wool, darling. You better not be out there clam digging. Bloody clam digging. Ladies, gentlemen, MBs, welcome back again. This is the Eat Sleep Belly Review Podcast, your weekly AEW review and breakdown. I am one of your hosts. I am the Digital Phantom. I am also known as the Duke of Derps. How's it going? I got my boy Charlie here from live in Daly's place. Charlie, how's it going? Uh, doing absolutely wonderful, as always. Um, you know, we, we had a, an enjoyable week of AEW again. Like you said, uh, I was at uh, Dynamite and Rampage. And guys, I can I can tell you right off the bat, man, the vibes that you see online about Daily's Place, people calling it like, you know, this this true special place to see a wrestling event. And this is my first time there. I can 100% confirm, like, it's it's legit. It is by far the coolest place I've seen a wrestling show. Like, and and I think the best. Like, dude, I know it's little things, but I got in and out of there, like, with parking in fucking 30 seconds from when I was in the car and into the highway. Like, legit. So, little things like that, man. Absolutely, truly a fucking incredible uh, venue, and I think the wrestling this week backed it up. How about you, Duke? How are you doing this lovely week? Uh, Optic hit the reverse sweep, so I'm fucking singing. How are you feeling with uh, with, with Miami right now, bro? They're, they're kind of the shitting vamos, the bed a little bit. Hey, hey, vamos. They gotta clean it up. They gotta clean it up. They gotta clean it up. That's that's what's gonna. We need them to be the number five team. That's what we need. We're, we're talking about the CDL for people that don't and, know. And we're dude, if we're the talking sports, league. bro. My Green Bay Packers, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Lick, man. Sorry if you're a Cowboys fan, man. I, I apologize. You don't deserve <laughs> catching a stray as soon as you all right, start all right. to eat. So this is all right. This is actually <laughs> something I was gonna bring up to you. No, I, I fuck. If you don't understand this podcast after listening to it for, because people have been listening to this podcast for a while now, so they know they know we'll, we'll, we'll bullshit about some random shit sometimes. Is it time to move on from Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy? I mean, dude. Hey, I, I personally don't like McCarthy. I, I I respect him for what he did for the Packers, but man, going to a rival like that, I I don't know. It's hard. I mean. They just they got they got absolutely fucking shit on, and it you kind of feel bad. I mean, I think they have a better chance of retaining everyone over uh, the Eagles. Man, what a they they completely crumbled. What a, what a failure in Jason Kelsey's last year in the NFL. Crumbled. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, so they really needed to get Jason Kelsey a ring. I'm sorry, they they needed to. You know what I mean? Like that 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 yeah, felt they, like they so necessary. The past couple years too, man. Well, last year they almost won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like. Three points away. Uh, uh, oh, well. I don't even follow football, but I know I kind of hear some stuff that's, you know, I hear rumblings because I watch, you know, obviously reviews of, of other stuff where they we happen to talk about it. Um, actually, part of the reason why I'm following it right now is because everybody in the CDL is also following the NFL right now because it's in playoffs, you know what I mean? So when I'm watching the streams, a lot of times back, uh, they're, 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 I'll, I'll get updates on what's going on in the NFL playoffs, like by just vicariously of being watching those streams. Sports you know I mean? and wrestling are meant to be together. I, wrestling is a sport. I don't care what yes. anybody tries to tell me. Yeah, it is dude, a sport. 100%. And when it's treated like a sport, which is honestly ties back to our continental <laughs> classic, it feels better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Some fun stuff today, too, from New Japan. So, 
And we also got some implication in the last couple of weeks on AEW television that records matter again. So I think Samoa Joe literally says in one of his promos, I'm not sure if it was this week or last week, where he's like, bring your record and your resume or something like that to if you want to challenge him for the title. So, And that's where the whole controversy from Hook came from, right? But like, um, we'll talk about that. I I cannot believe people, bro. People, we'll, we'll, There's a couple of things we'll talk about today, Charlie. I'm sure you know which ones I'm talking about, where people just... Just need to oh, fucking yeah. chill for a second and think about chill. it. And, yep. Uh, but let's get into like let's get into like the rundown at the beginning of the show. I kind of been dragging ass here, but you know, I, we we just literally rewatched the uh, the main event from Collision because so we were like wanting to just because that match was so good it deserved a rewatch. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And anyway, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and uh, just run down. So we had some fucking monumental uh, developments coming out of New Japan Battle of the Valley. First of all, being Jack Perry is back. So we'll talk about that. We're going to talk New Japan Battle in the Valley as well. Uh, like I mentioned, the AW Collision main event was just, my God, that's what we're going to be talking about right as soon as we get done out of the orders of business and stuff like that. Um, and we had the Young Bucks back, which you were there live in person for, which I'm sure you were probably the loudest pop in the, the arena return. for that. But how loud did you pop when that happened? The prop put pretty fucking high dude i, I was you breaking buddy's eardrums nearby like you think I so have. i might have um we had battle of the belts number nine i can't believe we had nine of those already uh and we'll have our ring of honor dynamite rampage collision reviews on this and let's take care of a few orders of business before we get into favorites which is whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening to this on but be that apple podcast google podcast spotify whatever you happen to be listening to this on make sure you follow and or subscribe click that little button so you get a review of aw every week in your podcast feeds um and also make sure uh to follow us on twitter you can follow me i'm at bane duke that's b-a-n-e-d-u-k-e at o charlie with an x instead of an a for charlie and at eat sleep elite for our podcast feed on twitter kind of like just interacting with the community we get a lot of really cool messages over there people often will interact in the same ways that we do i did we ever ask your people to send us their year-end awards i don't know if i did or not but uh, if you guys have any, or if you have any thoughts on ours, you know, just let us know. Even if you just want to send us who your wrestler of the year was, you know, maybe, maybe if like three or four of you do that, we'll put together a little segment. Like we always say that if you want to, if you want to help put together the show, we don't have a problem with that, you know, because um, we're doing this for y'all, not just for us. You know, I mean, we love AEW, but you know, we also know there's other people that do out there, and that's why they fiend for that, that uh, you know, that 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 uh, that dank Ring of Honor review. You know what I mean? Um, Ring of anyway. Con. Yeah, Ring of Khan. Anyway, it was pretty good this week. I won't even I won't even cap. Um but um yeah, so I guess with all that taken care of, unless I'm forgetting something, make sure you check me out on my Twitch stream at twitch tv slash the Duke of Derps. But um other than that, I think that takes us to favorites, Charlie, and I'm up first this week and there's only one match that I'm pretty sure I, I think I speak for, for you when I say this accurately, that if uh, if I didn't have the pick this week, this probably would have been your uh, favorite match of the week 100%. as well. This was one of those uh-huh. weeks where the, the person picking first got lucky. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, hold on. I, I, I just scrolled too far back up in my notes. God damn it. I have so many notes this week. Anyway. Um, whenever there's battle for the belt, it always fucks up my notes, like my notes order because I'm not used to having anything after, you know, collision or in the old days, it was just rampage. You know what I mean? All right. House of black and FTR or sorry, house of black took out FTR and Daniel Garcia. Uh, we had Matt Minor on commentary for this. 
which I, I mean, that's a smart move to do him on commentary pretty much whenever he's going to be in. If, if that's like a, a staple of every match for Daniel Garcia going forward, it only helps Danny, but it also, I think it only helps Matt Menard, especially when he gets back in the ring eventually, because you can do stuff like you're doing with him and Brody King right now. And uh, it, it works. And I think they'll get a good feud out of that. Hopefully, hopefully. I don't yeah. think you want to run that gimmick too hard. Like you don't want to have him feuding with somebody like you don't want to have just Dan- Danny be stuck in faction feuds. I mean, if he's going to be wrestling trios, that's fine, but you don't, you don't want to have Matt Menard squaring up with everybody that just, you know, only when it's like really necessary against a team like the house of black, you know what I mean? Um, the barks were in people were barking for Brody King. Um, I mean, Charlie, what the fuck else did you expect besides FTR putting on another fucking masterfully executed match, bro? It's the, oh, they're, I know. I said it to you like multiple times before we watched the match just now. And um, I, I I think this is match of the year for collision already. I, I find it very difficult to believe that anything's going to beat this. If y'all don't believe me and you need to, re- and you didn't watch collision, say you're like a, 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 you know, you don't like collision or you just, you know, you see it doesn't get as many views as like dynamite. And you're like, uh, should I watch this? I, I'm telling you, this yeah, match. Maybe it's a week you just weren't able to get to your screen, you know? Or you were watching something else that was on at the time. You know what I mean? Like, I would say go back and watch at least this match because, like I said, it's a match that you're candidate and we're like week two or three of the year so far. That's uh, pretty insane, you know? Like, um, so yeah, so some some stuff, just some stuff, you know, um, other than, you know, me just like uh, glazing FDR saying like they put the entire teams in, they put all the teams in the division on like another level, which is true. Um, we had some, uh, we had some like really hard strikes all around. We had a, a comment from Kevin Kelly where he said, speed kills, but size matters. Ayo. Anyway. Um, but uh, <laughs> it, it worked though. No, it did. No, it was good in the moment, but I just Ayo, Ayo, Kevin Kelly. Anyway, um, sus Kevin Kelly detected. Anyway. Um, Dax, Charlie, I think I, I I've said this about Cash before. So, and I said this to you while we were rewatching it just now, which was or while I was rewatching it while you were watching it uh, just now. Um, that Dax and Cash, I think, are the two masters of the, the getting the heat and the hot tag meta of pro of pro wrestling tag team wrestling, whatever you want to call it. I guess it would only be applicable in tag team. But it's so fucking ingrained in them as wrestlers that even when they're wrestling trios. Even when they're wrestling singles, it, 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 obviously the tag part doesn't. But it's why Dax is so good at selling in singles matches, in my opinion, because it's the same concept. You know what I mean? Just extended over the course of a single match, as opposed to you getting a few spots. And uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, well, and, and I'm with you. I mean, the art of the hot tag truly is. It's it's the core of tag team wrestling, right? Yeah, we kind of talked about this. I think it was a little bit last week or the week before. But the way that they position the match, and this was – it's so funny that this happened the following week. If, if we did have this conversation last week, they positioned the match where not only did Cash get a hot tag, not only did Dax get a hot tag, Daniel Garcia fucking got one too. And Daniel I think only, Danny's was the best of the three, no cap. And a good hot tag, like a really, really good hot tag stands out. And um, it's the most important part of the match. And I'll say this, uh, last night I was watching uh, DIY facing off, uh, I want to say it was JD McDonough and and uh, I'm forgetting who was tagging with. And they were building up to the hot tag, building and building and building, and they fucking did it during a commercial break. I oh, that's like, cr- that's criminal. Criminal, right? Because, you know, I mean, I've been... I've been Federal been, jail. 
I've been wanting to keep up with DIY's kind of return as a tag team because how much we love the guys. And I just I want to keep it in my background. Like, okay, if they are going to, you know, hopefully they get a run with the tag team division. I just love tag team wrestling in general. But it's just like DIY, they fucking get it. FTR, they get it. Like, oh, it's it's just, it's truly, it's the most simple concept yet. It's beautiful when it pans out. And this match, it had it to the T, you know? 100%. And uh, just a, a few more things. There was a triple team pile driver that was just a beautiful fucking, you know, just uh, a, a triple stuff pile driver sounds like an insane spot on paper. I remember when you were watching it, your reaction to it was my favorite thing that I've watched and like, heard or watched in wrestling all week, which is your reaction to them being like, you were like, no way they're actually going to do this. And then they did it and you were just like, ah. you didn't even know how to react. It was, it was great. Um, something else of note, there was six consecutive hot, uh, hot tags, six consecutive tags for the House of Black, which I thought is a, is a cool little thing that I think uh, fucking Kevin Kelly, of course, is counting the tags. You know what I mean? Like, leave it to Kevin Kelly to he's know how so many fucking good. tags. I know. Dude, he's so fucking good. Like, that it, makes it feel more like a sport, you know what I mean? Like, uh, credit to Tony Khan. If that was the reason why he brought in Kevin Kelly is because he wants it to get more for that sports beat, it would be like bringing in Marlon Ronaldo to WWE. It would immediately emphasize that they're going toward that NXT 2016, like, sportsy product that they had. You know what I mean? Like, um, less entertainment, more sports, you know what I mean? Which, I mean, WWE seems to be heading that way. Anyway, that's what I was talking with somebody about on my stream, like, uh, yeah, like last night. Um, it was like, I, I think every, I think wrestling, I think AEW has pushed the wrestling to the world in this way. Even New Japan's more competitive in sports feely than it usually is. New Japan has felt like, Charlie, I bet you'll agree with this. Over the last like five years, it's felt like New Japan has become more sports entertaining over time. You know what I mean? And that's something against New Japan. I, I just have noticed it. They're doing a lot more like run-ins. Not that they didn't do that before, but it feels like it was always for like big angles. Now it just feels mm-hmm. like, okay. If it just feels like regular wrestling to an extent now with just the Japanese style, you know what I mean? House of like, Torture might be the most sports entertainment on the planet. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, and there's always been like gimmicks like that in Japan, but like they just they leaned into a more what the product of the world was demanding in the wrestling world, and that's changed I think since AW's inception. And I, I think I, I, that's how we get matches like this. Uh, they did like a Steiner electric chair move, like an extra bulldog type move. Uh, Cash got sent on an all expenses paid trip to the Shadow Realm by Brody King by being just mauled into the barricade. I, I don't know how he's still alive after that, to be honest with you. Um, and then uh, they hit the triple shadow machine on Brody after the bell after things broke down. Just a fucking great match. I, I don't think this angle is over, and I'm glad because if we get this for the next four months, it's still going to be great yeah. television. Like you know what I mean, like. Let's get a Malachi Black singles match out of this, too. Yes, please. We didn't have one all of last year, which is criminal. Not a single one. Tony Khan deserves federal prison for that one. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Jail! Send him to jail immediately. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. All right. Um, So what did you really like this week there, Chaz? And 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 before you speak on what your match was, did you being live in the crowd influence what you chose? Yeah, uh, I got to tell you, there was some some really fun stuff this week. And, um, you know, Collision, outside of that main event, it was a little bit of a softer show in terms of, like, stuff we could truly pick as our favorites, right? So, I'm definitely... That's because some of the stuff that I probably would have been on Collision, like the Ricky and Bill tag match, that probably would have yep. been on Collision normally. Without that, all the bells. Bells. 
Yep. I think I think Orange Cassidy's match might have been on collision too. That might have been what opened as opposed to Adam Copeland. That might have been Adam Copeland might have been in the middle of the show or something. Whereas if, we had if, a like we had a lot of like um like you know Or O C would have been on Rampage. Kind of enhanced squash matches in a in, in a way. I mean obviously they weren't, but you know, you know who's winning going in. Well, not to completely derail, but you had Hook in a squash. Deanna Perrazzo basically squashed Red Velvet for all intents and purposes. JD Drake had something in the match. Yep, Hank, yep. And, Hangman, and Dusty Copeland. versus Willie. Yeah. That's a squash. But he yeah. was he got, he got stuff. Yeah, I know. That's you're five matches right there. You're basically right, and and then uh, so yeah, everything not else really, is normal. Yeah. You don't really get favorites from those, right? So collisions kind of ruled out. So then we go to the shows I've watched, and you know when when I was out there, there's one match that stuck out to me the most, and it was Hikaru Shida and Queen Aminata. Right. So rampage. You know, it's getting towards the end of the night. Rampage, baby. And Queen Aminata had the story this recent week that we can't, we were talking about of uh, she is signed to AEW. Fightful has confirmed it with uh, to everyone. And, you know, now this is back-to-back weeks. She gets a, a singles match, and they're both competitive. And this one was even more competitive. This was a legit fucking ass-kicking match. Um, I'm talking we're, – we're, we're going to uh, – <laughs> fucking Ishii at the dome. They're they're they have a sequence in this match, Duke. And they're each sitting on their back and they're fucking taking turns kicking each other in the back. Trying yeah. to out fucking ass whoop each other. Oh yeah. Um yeah that uh, reminded me of like Takage versus Tan- Tanahashi. Like Yeah. And um I saw people, someone say, now nah, that hypothermia did something crazy to them. They started going crazy. It's like, yeah, it fucking did. It was cold, by the way. Those wrestlers had to be fucking freezing. Oh, my God. Were like, your balls frozen to the fucking seat? Uh, damn near. Damn near it. Um, <laughs> but, no, it, I just thought this match, A, it was the most surprising of the week for me. Um. And God, I, I love seeing Hikaru Shida. She's so good. She's she's fantastic. How, how about that little treat for you? You probably didn't know yeah. you were seeing Shida this week. You know and, what I mean? Like you know, in 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 this ever developing women's division, which until until it's proven otherwise, we're giving credit to Billy Starks and Athena for fucking changing something in Tony's mind. And um, Hikaru Shida and Queen Aminata is just a yet another example of this. Now the the commercial where it was placed is kind of brutal. However. They still got a lot of time on screen. Um, and I just thought it was a, it was a hard fought match and everyone came out of this looking like a like a legit singles. I don't want to say star, but damn near it. Like I mean, there's Queen not Amiata like as many prove she can hang. She yeah, belongs at the top of the women's card and I I think we're going to see that develop more and more because she can like she was getting the crowd behind her. How the crowd was so into this? Like Oh, I just I really really enjoyed this match. So, uh, what what did you think of this one and uh, Queen Aminata and Hikaru Shida landing on the uh, favorites list first time this year? Yeah, I mean, I'll pull up my notes. I, I don't know. I, I didn't write like a ton about this match. Not not anything against this match or anything. I didn't have any problem with it. I actually did like the match. I uh, I just didn't write a ton out about it except for you'd have more to say because you did like it so much. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, I will say this. Um, I I think. Um, there you were saying about like how she, maybe you were like a little reluctant to say that Aminata comes out of this looking like a star, but I mean, there's very few women besides. Uh, there's like maybe two, maybe three. Like 
maybe Tony Storm would be that third now because I think before it would have been like Britt Baker or Jamie Hayter, and that's who you had to yeah. prove you're legit against. And and maybe Tony Storm now, you know, I, M- I maybe Soraya to an extent. They could piggyback like, off this, and six months from now, we could see her in a spot on the card where we go back to this match, and we're like, it all started there. Yeah, you know, I could. yep, I, and because she is about as legit as it gets. I, I will say know? it is a star making performance. I'll, I'll say that. I do think that was what they were going for here. And I think Sheeta is a lot of women in the day division women's division's best match, just like how you could say that about some of the men in the women AEW excuse me, some of the men in the AW division, uh, you know, like singles divisions. But like I think Sheeta's like that for the women. I think she can just go out there and have a match with a literal paper bag, you know, and it would be entertaining to some extent, you know, like so uh besides that, what did I what did I write down actually that I took a note of? Um I uh, yeah, like um, mostly what I was writing is I didn't I didn't see the stuff about her being signed, so I I, I was just like, hoping for her to be signed. Yep, um, she is. She's locked. You down. know what else? This was technically sound, and again, I don't think she gets enough credit for that. She's a really technically sound wrestler. Um, it and- was, it was. So yeah, I mean overall, I think uh, I, I think we're seeing an uptick in focus on the women's division, and I hope it, we see it. Play God, out I hope so because we've needed it for a long time. I mean, really, we really do. And, um, you know, bringing in talent like Gianna Perrazzo, Queen Aminata, you name it. I mean, we we need spots. Like, women's wrestling is so enjoyable. And I, we I need just, Mercedes, I hope, bro. That'll be, the, that'll be the rebirth of the women's division. I'm just that, telling you. I mean, that'll be, there has to be a shift. Like, yep. there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts anymore. You bring her in, there, there has to be a shift. Oh, there's she definitely a but with Mercedes, let me tell you. No. <laughs> yeah, so, it, like, there there has to be. A change in, in I, just sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> but trust uh, me, I've done very, very close study on this to- topic. Yes, yes. Hello, what have we here? So we do have some news today, though. Um, not not a crazy amount. Thank you, Zach Saber Jr. Um, yes, so Battle in the Good Valley. Old Zach. Battle in the Valley happened, and um, we were telling you guys last week we're not we're not going to give a fucking like a full thorough review because we didn't do a post show or anything. But there was some cool I'll stuff. Keep it on a this. buck. I didn't watch the whole show. No, no. And uh, so uh, on the kickoff, Stephanie Vacare defeated Viva Van, and guys, Stephanie Vacare is fucking incredible. Like this is her year. She had the match at uh, God. Was it Resurgence? The one in May, where she wrestled uh, Mercedes Monet. That was just. I mean, I've never seen her before. That like a lot of people, and I was like, "Who? Who is this?" Nah, she's legit. Like, like again, this this is uh, that. No, Layla Hirsch is legit. She might be the diamond, like waiting for someone to sign. Whether it's WWE, AEW, or she stays in a. I I believe they said CMLL is where she currently is. So. She's the legit diamond. Okay, impact. No put her against Trinity. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Fred Rosser, Jacob Fatu, and Shota Umino defeated Team Filthy. This is a pretty solid opener. Um, it's nice seeing Shooter Shooter in there and Team Filthy take, taking the L. But the story everyone's going on about this is uh, wearing the Bushi mask, Jack Perry has fucking arrived in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He beat Cry down me Shooter. a river. He, yeah, he beat down Shooter. He ripped up his AEW contract. They were chanting CM Punk at him. He had his armband wearing scapegoat. Whoa. Okay. Um, Good old Jack Douglas. Perry. 
Jack Perry has been sent on an excursion. And that is something, first of all, AEW New Japan, the relationship hasn't always been, you know, it feels like AEW uses New Japan a little bit more. If if they send, if Jack Perry is being sent to New Japan for at least this year, I think that's great sign that this is an, a core AEW guy. This is an original. I mean, this is a pillar. Jack Perry's. I, I love this response, bro. I love this to New Japan. So, I love this because they were like, "You want to fight everybody? You'll get your shit kicked out of you in Japan for six months." I yeah, and um, you know, AEW doesn't hide much from uh from their past, right? That's why they're always not. They're not afraid to mention Cody. They're not afraid to mention you know this and that. Codelander, real glass, cry me a river. They cut out of the hook video. So I think you're going to see a lot of stuff that has to do with, you know, CM Punk and how he left. Like, they're not going to be afraid to mention CM Punk. But how he left and how it happened, I don't think they're going to talk about. Now, him being blamed for it almost changed my mind a little bit. Scapegoat is very interesting to run with. So... It's definitely not the angle I would have taken. I would have had him come out and say, bro, I saved C- I saved AEW from CM Punk. Yeah, there's multiple ways. Um, but they're going to chant Punk at him. And I think Jackson had to deal with that. They're going to probably, he's going to be chanted CM Punk at him for a long fucking time. Especially if he wrestles at Wintrust. But I, I bro, He's, he's you, man, chalked in Chicago forever. I absolutely love this for Jack Perry. Jack Perry is the only one of the pillars that just... He he just we said this how many times did we say this in May? He just needs something else. He can go out there and have these great matches with Christian Cage on pay-per-view, but yet something was missing. Going to New Japan, fine-tuning those little things, adding to his fucking repertoire. Now, I don't know if he's wrestling in Japan yet, but I fucking hope he is. I really, really hope he is. Because that's just yet another reason to really want to tune in to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, I'm just glad I get to watch Jack Perry get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, Duke. Well, well, I mean, most likely his first feud shooter. That lets you know. I mean, these are two building blocks of each company. And they're going to feud with each other. That's that's awesome. This is what we need. So, yeah. Any of, your, any of the thoughts that you have on Jack Perry finally showing up? He's not the Joker. But he is an Ibushi imposter. I love yeah. the Ibushi mask. Yeah, so fucking Bucharuni. Anyway, um, yeah, if he hits a Bucharuni, it's all over. Um, then he's over with me forever. Um, if he hits a Spinneruni, he's over with me forever. Anyway, um, anyway, uh, yeah, fucking get all jungle piss. No, anyway, um, fucking, I don't know, man. Like this guy, I feel like is on my, I, he's on my shit list, bro. Ever since the punk shit, because like, yeah, punk is a fucking pussy for trying to fight the kid at fucking all in, but like. Uh, fucking so is this kid for trying to fight punk like let's be real we he's exactly the kind of rich kid we think he is you know what i mean like and i don't know i just that i know you're not supposed to let like the outside shit like unless it's like actual like real life shit you know what i mean like get like you know influence how you think about people like that but like i don't know oh, dude. i just dude if, i just if, it, if it's something that bugs you it's allowed to bug you like and so like, you know i won't drone yeah, like on about it doesn't it, but personally like, bug me but that that doesn't make it any different you know what i mean like that's 
Like, I don't There's, give a shit. Like, CM Punk would have gotten kicked out of the company anyway. That's clear. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah. I'm not even worried about that. Like, I don't even, I have no fucking sympathy for CM Punk anymore, especially now that he's back in WWE, which feels like the greatest betrayal of all time. You know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> I'm just being, I was just, I'm just saying how, you know, I'm just being honest about it. You know what I mean? Like, um, and so I don't, I don't give a fuck about that. I just think it's lame that he even thought like that he had like the fucking cachet to do that in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, which he probably does. Like if anybody's going to get away with it, it's the pillars. You know what I mean? I'm not saying Tony Khan wouldn't fire them if they started to fight themselves, but yeah, he didn't fire CM Punk. And but anyway, um, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic about this. Like the scapegoat thing worries me because I just don't know if it's the right Green, angle to take. Think we need that. I, I wouldn't have done that. I, I, I'm, I, I wouldn't have. I would have had him run with the real glass thing because then you could still kind of lean into it, but like not really. Maybe he didn't like the glass as much as he thought he would. Hmm, it's possible, you know. Um, yeah, he's gonna be forever remembered as real glass card. Dude, right? that 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 is the other thing. Like, cause he did that right before the CM Punk shit, and everybody was calling him an idiot for wanting to use real glass, and then he did it, and then, you know, he CM hasn't Punk really talked. He was the Tony Khan of Collision, and he was getting away with it, which I. God, I Tony never let anyone. They should never have given him that much power. Please. Yeah, that was CM never. Punk was basically the GM of Collision. Let's keep it a buck. That's what he like, was. Even he Danielson, was... as much as we love and trust him, he does not need that much fucking power in your company unless you literally give him. Nah, that if power. I'd give it to anybody, I'd give it to Brian. Brian knows no, what he's like, doing. Make him the fucking president of the company. Then you know what I mean? Like, no, I agree. The fucking no, they should do that. They should have Tony Khan be the the owner. He should have Shadid Khan give up his shares of the company and and make Tony yeah, Khan not the like full a on legit, owner. Like, yeah. And let, 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 let the president of the company be fucking so, just like with Tanahashi. You know what I mean? And then we can get president versus president. And I told you this, Charlie, offline. We can get president versus president. Winner becomes the ruler of the pro wrestling world. <laughs> By God, it's Damien Priest cashing in. Damien Priest cashing in. The dark owns both companies. By God, it's Triple H's music. We had Mascara Dorado and Volidaire Jr. defeat Rocky Romero and Sobrano Jr. We had David Finley defeat TJP. Uh, TJP singles run seems like it's going to be uh, going to be happening. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on for that. Remember when this guy was cruiserweight champion, bro, and they like they fucking botched his title reign? Do you remember that? Unreal. New Japan Strong Open Weight Tag Team Title Championship Match: Gorillas of, Def- of Destiny defeat Bo- Bullet Club War Dogs, which is Coglin and Connors. We had the New Japan Strong Women's Championship, Julia versus Trish Adora, which this was really enjoyable, actually. I, uh, yeah, Julia is, you know, she's most likely going to be in WWE come April, right? But, you know, to see her still work these New Japan America dates and put over Trish Adora as much as she did, someone who we, we back up all the time on Ring of Honor about how good she is. I thought it was, uh, an enjoyable match. Dude, you know what my favorite part about this was? Her coming out with the infantry, bro. That was fucking oh, so, so nice, good. bro. The infantry being fucking looked at by New Japan, that makes me so fucking excited, bro. Like, yeah. I hope, dude, give them a run in the world tag and in, in the tag league, bro. Can you imagine the experience they would come back with? Oh, just to add to the War Dogs. Actually, they'd probably be in the junior tournament, but I don't even care. You know what I mean? Just throw them in a tag tournament. Do it. Do it. Uh, there's another member of War Dogs that's got a contract up, and that's Jill Maloney. So we got to keep an eye on that. Uh, Dan Maloney is the one I could see Tony Khan swiping if he doesn't resign, and he might be. That might be his track, bro. He might want to get. He might want to reunite with Will, bro. I could see Will brought that guy in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's a Mustafa Ali video package. He's going to be wrestling Hiromu Takahashi at Windy City Riot. 
the Wintrust Arena in Chicago, April 12th. Just so we're watching that show. Okay. A billion percent. That mm-hmm. that show will be reviewed. Yes. That show will will get a live show. Well, we're going to talk about another match that gets announced later in this show. There's multiple reasons why we're going to watch that show. Jeff it's going to be incredible. and Matt Riddle defeat TMDK, Bad Dude Tito, and They Zach botched the entrance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they put Jeff Cobb as Matt Riddle's partner. Um, <laughs> a Jeff Cobb's nameplate under Matt Riddle. God damn it, bro! Well, and let me tell let me tell you this. This was my first time. I don't know if this is his return match to you know non WWE or if I he's think been he wrestling a couple some indie shit. Yeah, I'm sure. But I'm sure he did. Let me tell you this: Zack Sabre Jr. Matt Riddle. Nah, Matt Riddle can fucking cook. And oh yeah, no, he still got. I it. forgot how good this guy is because you know in NXT. He has some matches that, like, the Adam Cole match I'm always going to reference. I couldn't fucking believe how great that match was. Did and you forget the Seth Rollins match that they had with the NXT fucking weird cage stipulation? That thing was incredible. Yeah, no, and I just, when he, I guess because he was in the tag team with Orton and he worked a tag for so long. No, that, was, that slowed his momentum for sure. It was a WWE Randy was tag, good, so they didn't yeah, really, They didn't you know, do as much, yeah. They were the tag TV champions. Were, it was boring. They, okay, Charlie. They were boring. It was Randy Orton and Matt fucking Riddle as tag champions in a Everyone comedy act. I, Yeah. Like, when boring. I say uh, WWE TV tag matches, you know what I'm saying. And we got it. It, it fucking Jesus. Oh, even God. my WWE fan that I mentioned earlier that was in my stream, he understands that the WWE style is different than, like, what you get in AEW or New Japan or something. You know, like, people get oh, yeah. that even and, watch. Um, Matt Riddle, I just, I, it's been so long that you always worry a little bit, too. Like, how used to it did they get? Nah. Matt Riddle was in there with Zack Sabre Jr. and he was fucking cooking with him. Oh yeah, and I am so glad he's in New Japan because you know I don't I don't think AEW necessarily needs him, and that's that's another thing I wanted to add. I'm very glad a lot of these guys aren't going just straight to AEW because a, I, I think you could sign with Impact, bro. No cap. A let's spread the wealth, and B not everyone AEW doesn't need to be the parachute for everyone. Like certain people, sure they they deserve it. You know, they deserve a spot right away. And um, I-, I like the idea of everyone, let's spread this wrestling wealth, man. Wrestling is so fucking good in 2024. It's going to be the golden year. It's going to be incredible. And, um, I, you know, Jeff Cobb and Matt Riddle, let me toss this at you right away. You ready? All right. Will Ospreay's leaving. He's gone. He's going to America. New leader of the United Empire? Matt Riddle. Uh, how do you think a? How do you think people would react? B. How would you feel? Talk. To me. I would be okay with it. They might need to change the faction name, because um, uh, obviously Matt Riddle's not from the UK. Uh, but well, I mean, the US technically was a, was a colony at some point, so there maybe there's some logic there that you could pull. I don't know if I don't know if New Japan wants to do that though. Whatever. Even if they change the faction, new leader of that group of all the same dudes because it's a good group or whatever. I would be okay with that. Um, That also opens up the opportunity for Will to start a faction in AEW, which means you can bring in some AEW into Will's faction. Like, so you could get obviously Aussie Open, who we probably would still team with. Maybe if Drill ends up there, which I don't know if I think they probably resigned Drill. I think they know what they have in him uh, after that tournament last year and all the stuff they did. I mean, shit, he was tag champion. You know what I mean? Like, anyway, going yeah, Wrestle Kingdom tag champ, junior tag champion going into Wrestle Kingdom. Anyway, um, and uh, the um. So if, if they wanted to do that, I'd be, I think it would work. Um, but uh, they'd probably just keep Will as the leader of that faction because he's still going to be wrestling in Japan, I would think. But maybe, maybe, and this is what I was thinking, Charlie, maybe Will Ospreay adds him to the group. 
Yeah, that that would be that would that could or happen. hear me out. He beats straight up in a match. He beats uh, Saber one on one, and Saber brings him into TMDK. Yeah, I, I think I think if if there is going to be a new leader, I hope it's Jeff Cobb. Still, I, I think he he would be a really good leader, and that would give him that next push to get to the uh, heavyweight championship. Um, but. Again, who knows what they're going to do? Bullet Club Gold? Are they Bullet Club? I don't know. There's a whole I just hope that tag gets on to in a tag match on Forbidden Door this year or Wrestle Dream, one of the two. Give yeah, me both. Of those I guys. am so down with Jeff Cobb and Matt Riddle being a tag team, though. I think that's fucking smart. They said God, they had a name so before. I forget what they were called, but the they, Chosen they, Bros. Chosen Bros. I, hey yeah. man, I bet Jeff Cobb smokes some weed. Let's be real, dude. He has to, man. There's no fucking not out he right. looks stoned when he's in the ring. Like, let's be real. Up next, we had the uh, AEW Triple Crown match where Eddie Kingston uh, and Gabe Kibb have a double countout. Dude, this was fucking awesome. How, <laughs> Gabe Kidd should be the Bullet Club leader. Um, oh, yeah. He, I saw somebody post that. That's He's the already truth. earned yeah. his stripes. His backstage promos are beyond incredible. I uh, reposted one on Eat Sleep Elite. And... um. He he is the perfect foil for a lot of these guys in New Japan, and this match again so much fun, and him the double count. I've never seen the double count out makes more sense. They just they're both such shit talkers. Of course they'd fucking double count out. Him calling Eddie a fat piece of shit. I know there's a lot of people that don't like. Uh, you know th- there is great reason. Yeah, if you call someone fat in wrestling, doesn't mean the audience doesn't take him serious. That's a whole debate you can have, but. I think it fucking. I think in New Japan you look past that, like, you know what I mean. No one looks at Eddie Kingston, and if they're watching New Japan and be like, "Oh, this guy can't fucking wrestle." Ah, uh, who cares? L- look at him. You know, he's he's not your traditional fucking meathead. He doesn't look like Brian Cage. Bro, I you love know what I mean? the look on Eddie's face, dude. He was like, really. He was like, really, dude. You had to do that. I was about to win this match, and you just you have to do that. Like, really? Uh, yeah. You know, like fine. You know. You want to get like, your ass beat, awesome. you know? Like, that was amazing, bro. Is that all you got, you fat bitch? Yeah, like, dude, it was awesome. Oh, my uh, God, dude. Fucking Game Kid, incredible Instagram follow, too, if you guys are on Instagram. Get that guy on Forbidden Door 2. Oh, my yes. God. Please. No, um, they when the War Dogs, if, if, if Finley doesn't work out, and they're going to know by the time the G1 comes around if, if this whole Finley experiment's fucking dead or not, yeah. which I'm predicting it's going to be dead. Like, he, he, it's been since the New Japan Cup last year. He's still yeah. not over. Yeah, that's true. It's you need to global get global championship of didn't work. I mean, it, it might. Who knows? But I don't think I, we'll see by the time. I'll tell you how you do it though. If if you want, if Gabe Kibb is going to become the uh, leader of the Bullet Club, which I think he should, um, then you just have them. You just you have them start a program where he's like backstage with them or something. He's like, I don't think you're really working out as the leader in his Gabe Kibb way, where he just talks all the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and then he challenges him for the global championship, and he just strips it off of him, believes him, beat the shit in Man. the ring, just like you've done in the past with other, you know, championships and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, I really hope New Japan keeps these war dogs. I, the fact New Japan's all not afraid to put two people in the same faction in a title match. They do that shit all the time. That's how Will Ospreay, oh, uh, uh, Will Ospreay um, betrayed Okada was they were facing. You know what I mean? I don't think it was yep. for the title at the time. I'm not sure, but even if it was, you know, whatever. Up next, we had the uh, no DQ match. John Moxley defeats Shingo Takagi. I mean, uh, how awesome was fucking this? Uh, these guys were just beating the ever living piss out of each other. They were taking advantage of the no DQ. Excuse me, John Moxley was bleeding again. New Japan John Moxley—he's he's back to bleeding. 
he had to in this match. I just thought you mixed the perfect, this is another perfect mix of just like, you know, extreme, no DQ wrestling where they're just, you know, using weapons, using all that, as well as they toss in their legit technical wrestling brawling aspects. And it just, it blended so well together. And, uh, yeah, I thought this match kicked ass. I thought this is the match that sold the most tickets. And I, John Moxley is a fucking true draw for New Japan, and it's being proven. And following this match, Duke, he's calling out Tetsuya Naito. Talk to me. What uh, does that get your uh, Ghibli's rustling? Uh, as soon as I saw this announcement, I immediately texted you in all caps: Moxley versus Naito. Holy fuck! <laughs> John Moxley, IWGP champion. Which, if that happens, dude, that might be the craziest thing that happens in the last couple of years in wrestling, unironically. Un- un- like, that would be both huge for Moxley's career, but just I, that would be fucking massive for New Japan, dude. Like, especially if he walks into Forbidden Door as the champion, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. Mox um, versus Okada for the championship at Forbidden Door. I'm calling it now. God, how great would that be? How great. Um, you know, I'm totally cool with Moxley doing more New Japan route this year if if he wants to do more of his single stuff in New Japan. Right? I'm totally cool with that. Bro, no. Spread, fuck we it. Can, Just have him show up weekly with that championship. Why not? Spread the wealth. I'm down. I have guys so down. chasing him down for that championship every week on Dynamite, dude. That'd be fucking incredible. And uh, the time has come, he said. So Hiromu versus Mustafa Ali and Moxley versus Naito at the Windy City Riot. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, throw Riddle versus fucking uh, uh, Sabre Jr. on there as well, and you got a fucking card on your hands. Yeah, literally. Riddle might be the new new champ, too, with the uh, the time limit one. What's it called? TV champ? Yeah, oh, yeah, the know. TV championship. That, that, I can see them throwing that straight so, on Riddle off Tanahashi. Bro, imagine Tanahashi's like, oh, here, here's a championship. I'm literally going to hand it to you in person. <laughs> and our main event was uh, Kazuchika Okada defeating Will Ospreay. Uh, neither of us have caught this match, so we're just going to leave it at that. And, um, you know, it's Ospreay's kind of goodbye, and I'm excited to watch it. It's just been a busy week, so, yeah. Uh, that was New Japan Battle in the Valley. Um, Honestly, we don't really have much AEW news this week. Uh, New Japan updated a little bit more of their cards, just kind of adding, you know... Some KOPW rules matches, some strong title matches to a new beginning in Nagoya. But other than that, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's the Gorilla's Destiny against Chase Owens and Kenta. Like, they have really, you know, it's it was kind of a, a, a mute week, if you will. Because all the stuff that we're going to cover is within the shows, essentially. So, um, unless there's anything I'm just blatantly forgetting that you can think about. Or if it comes to us during the show. But that's that's it for news this week. And uh Yeah, we'll keep an eye on uh we'll keep an eye on what's going forward. So that being said, it's time to get in the, the main meat of our show. We're gonna do Ring of Honor, Dynamite, Rampage, Collision, and we will close it all off with Battle of the Belts nine. So Duke, go ahead and take the lead here with uh the Ring of Honor uh television we had this week. Yeah, which, Ring of uh, episode forty six. Yeah, we open it up with our classic Rick of Bone Zone rundown of the card. You know, gotta get that stuff in there because he loves to get the people hype for the show. I love it. It's an hour and fifty minute episode of uh, Ring of Honor, so you might want to hit the highlights on this one. It's a bit of a long one, but 
Um, we opened up with John Cruz, who, if I believe, if I'm correct, if uh, if you don't know, I believe is Serpentico without the mask. Yes. Yep. Um, took on Zach Knight, which, by the way, John Cruz, not a bad looking dude for fucking. I'm sure pretty like I think he's like a little bit older. You know what I mean? Like he's not, not bad. He, he maybe he should uh, wrestle as John Cruz every now and then. I mean, he does right now, but like more often. Uh, we took on Zach Knight, who I was really excited to see back. Um, I see under contract. Do we know? I actually don't know. Like, uh, I don't believe so. But I'll tell you what, he hit some fun. That yep. Superman punch, dude. His finish is incredible, bro. Now, Orange Cassidy or Roman Reigns are taking that. Nah, that's not slipping through the cracks. We're gonna keep an eye on that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That move, 100%. yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see him uh, get a prove it program. You know how like sometimes people when they're not signed will get like a, a storyline like under that like tiered deal where they're like not really signed but they're signed and like get him under like some sort of deal so you can get him into a program. Give him a program, prove it. I want to see what this guy can do, and I think that'll get him into the main event if he's going to be on the show. Um, maybe not the main event, but like on the show at least. Um, Tony Nese then came out and refused to be introduced by Bobby Cruz. We then got Tony Nese versus Marcus Cross, whom I actually really like. Uh, for those who don't know, Marcus Cross is one of those guys that was on Dark all the time that I just would always be like, wow, that guy's got really cool hair. Anyway, um, uh, I did like the attempt to use like muscle and bone knowledge. Like he was like, he was doing things that like it made. Do, do you get what I'm saying, Charlie? Watching this match, it seemed like he was using like his knowledge of like the body and like how like the, like, the joints and all that stuff and that kind of work from being a personal trainer, you know what I mean? To try and hurt people. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I was reading into it too much, um, but I did like I did like the energy from the first couple of matches on this show. They feel, felt kind of competitive, and uh, I like that uh, Nice has been using that like, like almost like um, uh, Northern Lights bomb kind of driver move as his finish. It's kind of sick, you know what I mean? Like it's it's a good move. Uh, we got Kyle Fletcher taking on Angelico, which I just love that they just threw this fucking match on here, dude. It's great stuff. Um, and uh, Kyle's getting the, uh, and this is what I described it as in my note, the uh, triple double gawk gawk push right now. Um, they're 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 <laughs> sucking him from the back right now pretty hard, and uh, I'm here for it. You know what I mean? Um, and he's he's still looking like one of the best young studs in the business right now, bro. You just can't stop this kid. And there's a reason why he's bringing on a television champion right now. Let me use the uh, restroom real quick. Okay, go ahead. I'll I'll just uh, vamp here for a second. Yeah, Lexi was uh, backstage uh, looking for the Rizless Dalton Castle, who is down horrendous lately, y'all. He's just he just doesn't have the mojo anymore, and it's it's no good. And uh, he he said he wanted to smash Johnny TV's face. Me too. I do too. Not not violently. I want to smash his face too. So does Taya Valkyrie. She does all the time. So she doesn't really have to want to, but you know. But I do too, Dalton. The Righteous took on some local guys who I think had a name and they were known, and I don't know it off the top of my head. I didn't write it down, and they didn't really stand out to me. Maybe they'll become regulars. If they do, I'll uh, take back my words now. There, there wasn't anything wrong with them. I didn't notice anything in particular wrong with them. I just didn't uh, write down their names because it was super quick. Um, what I was thinking at the time while I was watching this was I was really hoping that The Righteous get another title shot, um, which, I mean, they did end up getting a title shot. It wasn't the one I was hoping they would get. Um but, uh, you know, they did attempt to assault somebody with a two by four. So you can't really, you know, you guys, the only thing you do with that is just tip it. Um, we had Shane Taylor promotions who were backstage with Lexi for an interview and, uh, STP to me are like firing on all cylinders. Like I just love everything they're doing. Um, I'm really, I really hope they push Lee this year, but I really, really hope they push Shane this year because he has been not ever given the shine that he deserves anywhere. I think that he's been. I, I think Ring of Honor should be the place where this guy can thrive. 
I, I honestly don't know why Shane Taylor hasn't thrived more in Ring of Honor so far. It's kind of fucking mind-boggling to me. I don't know why he didn't beat Keith Lee. I, I honestly don't know why. I, it's unbelievable, but... Sorry. But yeah, Shane Taylor uh, doing some really great stuff in the backstage interviews lately, and uh, he ended up going on to do some great stuff on Collision later, which I'll get to. Um, We had the boys taking on the Iron Savages, and we talked about a tag match I didn't give a fuck about, Charlie. Um, Yeah. And uh, they they uh, the okay the boys they actually did something pretty funny here they 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 just stack on top of each other to be tall enough to be as tall as one of the fucking other guys and they did a transformers fucking more than meets the eye you know robots in disguise fucking move and it didn't work out though um yeah they went to titty city and Riccaboni apparently knows what that smells like I hey, hey, yo Riccaboni what are you doing with backstage bro Riccaboni's fucking bio anyway um nah he knows no, uh, he knows no, true just think about it he knows no it smells bad I know but Serpentico working double duty took on Cole Carter here I like that they're just throwing Serpentico against these young guys he's good enough to make these guys look good so I I it's typical um I, I i was looking to see cole shine here i think he played the will uh, the heel well here um i thought they both sold pretty well the thing i started to really notice that i like about cole carter charlie i don't know if you noticed this when he was on 205 live his facial reactions are really fucking good um Ooh, i like that and griffin maria did of course make an appearance the fucking cheating heels cheated and then griff garrison charlie he embraced the dark arts he attacked somebody after the bell dark griff garrison has arrived this is the kind of tag team that let's let's say it right now. These guys need to be Ring of Honor tag champions in 2024. Yeah. Hey, this could be who they, beats the fucking kingdom, bro. I'm telling this you. This could be a legit tag team. Let the kingdom and, hold them for the first two pay-per-views and then at the third pay-per-view of the year, flip them and have these guys win it. I'll tell you what. No, let's let's even let's let the infantry get a run and then let these okay. guys take it off the infantry. Okay, yeah, the infantry beating the kingdom would actually be huge for their career, so I'm, I, I could actually get behind that. Book the ROH tag titles on ROH challenge difficulty? Impossible. Yeah, no, it's not happening. Um, <laughs> the infantry will win them, and suddenly we'll be on AEW TV every week somehow. Um, and they'll never be on Ring of Honor again. All right, Johnny TV and Taya Valkyrie were backstage, and they were asked about the match with Dalton Castle, which, oh, you missed, I, I talked about that Dalton Castle being down horrendous backstage and Lexi having to find him. That was fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> that was good. Um, and this was also hilarious because Ty Valkyrie did a spinning. And if she starts doing that in every fucking promo, bro, it's going to pop me so fucking hard every time. I just, I really hope she fucking does that. That would be comedy, you know? Um, and they're just refusing to have a match with Dalton Castle, bro. They're like, nah, dude, I don't want to do it. Why would I fucking have a match with Dalton Castle? He's fucking, he's a weirdo. I'm like, nah, dude. So they're going to stretch this out a little bit. And why not, bro? It's fucking hilarious. It's just funny as fuck. All right. Lady Frog. All right, so this is the first of our four, uh, two, four, uh, what do they call them? Four, like, survival, four-quarter survival matches, whatever the fuck they're called. Um, your multi-man, you know, singles, um, uh, you know, I guess it's not singles. Your multi-man, like, singles division match for women and men. We had one of each this week. And this one was Lady Frost taking on Trisha Dora and uh, Queen Aminata and Diamante. And uh, I just love them throwing this out here on a random ROH because this is a really fun match. Uh, Lady Frost had the fucking cheat codes in this match, bro. Um, is there any and, more proof that like Queen Aminata is in for a big year? Uh, honestly, no. Like she's been fucking doing really great on like is, uh, at on this point. Matches. Is there any more fucking proof? Because yeah, honestly, like, do you know what? Okay. She might win the fucking the, the second title. 
I that could be the plan. We haven't really seen her up until this thing became a thing recently, and and we haven't really seen her. And the thing is, they mentioned the title like a month ago. It feels like now, uh, but they haven't really done anything with it yet because they had other things to worry about with the pay per view. Because I think I think the uh, the kayfabe thing right now is women are trying to win matches to essentially yeah they're trying to build the division yeah they're the building up right yes uh, that's the, what they've been saying Give every me week. Taya Valkyrie Queen Aminata final two yes please all right Ooh. um. I'll take it. And have her beat fucking Taya, bro. Do yes. It. Cowards. All right. Um, we had a nice swinging neck breaker from Aminata. A big double stomp from Aminata to go up. And then she picks up, bro, she picks up the win here on Ring of Honor, bro. Fucking big week for her. Um, we had Josh the Goods Woods. Josh the Technical Beast back on the Ring of Honor. It means fucking things are firing on all cylinders against uh, LeBron Kozo. What a name. Don't, uh, don't fucking have your wrestling name LeBron, man. <laughs> like, dude. Like in LeBron all honesty, Cozo. like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, if I were just just trying to help him out, I, I, I don't know, man. It's gonna be hard to, you know, who if everyone if everyone ever ever tries to search your name, you're never gonna pop up. Yeah, like just you know, as a fellow wrestling viewer to someone who you know, I look, you look good too, but you know, just yeah. Josh picked up the one with the grit your teeth, which is a, a finisher he should use more often. That's a pretty sick move. Um, it was like a, like it was a, a different variation on like the GTH, GTS yeah. type thing. You know what I mean? Um, it worked. It worked. Yeah, it's cool. Robin Renegade took on Ty Valkyrie. Um, this is a definitely a paying your dues type match, Charlie. Um, and uh, she picked up the one with the Shania Payne. What a fucking move name, by the way. Um, yeah. Billy Starks was backstage wearing a shirt that said "Cutie" on it, which I will say is an accurate description. Um, it's true. Um, accurate. Yep, accurate. Uh, and this was pretty funny backstage. Uh, Athena was away, which was great setup for the funny, the fun segment we got later. But <laughs> Athena's away, so, so you know the the minions are literally gonna play. Literally, uh, this was comedy. And uh, so because Billy's not old enough to drink, they made that joke. That was funny. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that was just fun stuff from from Lexi. I like that a lot. Have Lexi a little bit more personality. Letting Lexi have a little bit more personality. That sentence barely got out of my mouth. Um, in fact, it didn't. Rachel Leathering and Layla Hirsch took on uh, some local talent, and uh, one of whom was trained by Caprice, but uh, they didn't really get much in. This was pretty much, you know, we had some squashes all over the place this week. This was one of them. Um, and this is a match up next, Charlie, that I know you were fucking definitely vibing with. Jack Cartwheel versus Slim J versus Blake Christian versus Gravity. Now, I've been known to be a Slim J hater in the past, and that's not well, going I- to change here. But, but he's better on Ring of Honor than he was AEW Dark. I never thought he was bad on AEW Dark. I just didn't understand the whole Slim J thing. Anyway, um, he also looks like a discount Eminem, and I can't get over that. But um, oh, dude, he's like straight out of the late '90s, early 2000s. Now that he's got the like sort of look that he got while he was a part of the uh, what the fuck was that faction called that he was a part the of? Trust Busters. Fucking embossed we trust. Anyway, um <laughs> never even got a chance to get over. That's tough. Dude, Ari's not even is Ari even with the company? Ari Devari's not even with the company anymore, right? Like I if he what? is, he's not wrestling. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's been a while. I'll look that up. I, I he might have that might have been one of the ones that slipped through the crack. I don't think so, but maybe I don't know. We'll we'll get back to you on that one. Uh, but yeah, I know Jack Cartwheel looked fucking insane in this. <laughs> so did fucking everybody, honestly. This was just a fun match. And uh, the crowd was fucking jumping out of the fucking stands here. You know what I mean? Like, this was just a fucking insane match. All right. 
This is the uh, segment that was all over Twitter this week, Charlie. Athena was cutting a promo from her personal training facility, and fucking yep. Nyla Rose just assaulted her in front of all of her students. By the way, was fucking Mike Bailey in this? Uh, I don't know. There was a dude that looked exactly like Mike Bailey if it wasn't him. I could see him being in this for some reason. Absolutely no reason at all. You know what I mean? Just for no reason, because he was there. You know what I mean? I don't think it was yeah. him. But he, all right. Whoever that guy that looks like Mike Bailey, you need to be in a tag team with Mike Bailey fucking now. Anyway. Um, I'm not even kidding, dude. He had like the same haircut and everything. It was crazy. Um, it probably wasn't him. I, why would he be in this segment for randomly for Ring of Honor? Unless it's a hint. Anyway. Um, could you imagine if Tony Khan signed him on the fucking down low and fucking like to like a Ring of Honor deal? Like he's were able to ring Ring of Honor while he's still in Impact or something like that. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, oh, that'd be some. Nah, anyway, uh, that's probably not a thing. But no, nah, anyway, moving on from that. It was great stuff. What did you think of that? I just thought it was fucking awesome that Nyla Rose just showed up and just said, yeah, surprise, bitch. Literally, you know what I mean? Like surprise. I think this is this is a good match for Athena, too. Like, oh, this yeah. makes a lot of sense. If Nyla's going to be um, in Ring of Honor, she should be in the title scene. What the hell? Yeah. No, on, and you know what? Nyla, Nyla hasn't been like too featured on AEW lately. You know, so taking taking this time off and instead of just, you know, working independence or just sitting at home training, why not get a quick little program with Athena on Ring of Honor? This will also, I'm assuming she's going to be on Ring of Honor TV more. She was like, what, a week or two ago, right? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've been using her sparingly. I, I've been expecting her to be the next or one of the next opponents. I actually wondered if she was going to be Athena's opponent in the pay-per-view. I wasn't sure if that's where they were going to go because if you needed – she was probably the break uh, glass in the case of emergency in case they weren't sure about Billy in the main event, but they obviously just decided to go with that, um, which was the right move, obviously. Um, yeah, just some good stuff here. Lee Johnson. We got, so we got the Lees to close out the show. We had uh, we had uh, back-to-back Lees. Uh, you know, it was all Lees all the time uh, in these last couple segments. And uh, Lee Johnson took on Christopher Daniels. Um, this is another one of those guys, Charlie, waiting for the trigger to be pulled. Just fucking pull it. Lee Johnson has the sauce. Let him fucking cook. Big shotty. Cook. Um, but and Charlie, I gotta be, I gotta be honest with you here, bro. I thought to me in my head when I was watching this match, this was a big statement win for fucking him for Lee here, and he lost. Thoughts. Loses. Yeah, not a fan of him taking the L here. I mean it. It'll never like why does CD need this win here? I'm sorry. It'll never hurt you to lose to a legend, but at the same time, Daniels hasn't been winning a shitload. So no, yeah, yeah. All right, I don't know, before man. I it's... fucking piss my pants, I'm going to get through this last match here. The Infantry took on yep. Shane Taylor's promotion. I'm going to let you talk about this match because I know how much you love Shane Taylor, and I love the Infantry, so I'll give them their props really quickly. But uh, this main event got time, um, and it should have gotten more. But uh, I, you know, Taylor deleted Carly Bravo with his forearm. Just talk about this really quickly while I while I go hit a pineapple. Yeah. So, yeah. so the thing with a Ring of Honor main event sometimes is it doesn't feel like it should be the main event match as as we've gone over probably a painful amount of times. Um, yet this felt like the main event of the show. Two out of three falls between two growing tag teams that you know. This is what Ring of Honor should be, in my opinion. It should be acts that aren't featured on the main roster. I say main roster, you know what I mean? That's that's my NXT brain talking. Um, but yeah, as I, Lee Moriarty, of course, wrestled Copeland this week on Collision. But I, I got to tell you, I, I thought it really worked. And, you know, the bell rings, they're brawling, right? Lee Moriarty is, God, how, just how good is Lee Moriarty? Seriously. Um, but yeah, Lee Moriarty was really setting it up with uh, Carly Bravo. And um, yeah, I just, all in all, I, I will say this. 
Shane Taylor promotions winning two to one. You know, that's the classic thing, right? In these matches is uh, usually it doesn't go too well, which is a good thing. Let's let's have fun with the two out of three falls. But the crowd cared about this. And yeah, it got the time that it deserved. Uh, Lee Murata hit a really good Yakuza kick. Uh, I do think it should have gotten more time, though. I'm going to tell you why. Because (laughs) the fucking falls felt rushed. And and it should never feel like that. That does hurt. I'll I'll 100% give you that. But you know what? In an ever-growing tag division, Lee Moriarty and Shane Taylor picking up this win. God, the thing that fucking sucks is fucking Kingdom are going to keep those titles now because they're featured on AEW. And I just... I know, dude. They're not going to be on TV. It's the same fucking problem we've had for the last like, six a months. It's title, so let's talk about it now, too. The uh, the trios championships from Ring of Honor, uh, they're going to be fu- they're going to be won by Jay White next week. Let's just be honest; they're yes. going to be won. No, yeah, for and sure. It's, it's fucking ridiculous because why the fuck are those titles not on Ring of Honor, man? I don't, I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, on paper, if we got Jay White and the guns on Ring of Honor every week, it'd be awesome, but we won't. You know what I mean? They sell Ring of Honor, and I'm not kidding you. I can confirm this because it happened again this week when, when I was there. They sell Ring of Honor around Kyle Fletcher and, and Vikingo when he's there. They don't they don't care about their other titles. And, you know, and, and I say that right – that's right now only because Athena is taking a well, well-deserved break. Uh, normally, it was Athena, and – that was kind yeah, of she was it. carrying the company the last two years. Like, well, you know, they're like, okay, so you guys are going to see Kyle Fletcher wrestle. You know, he, he, Kyle Fletcher's defending his title every Ring of Honor taping right now, right? So, how many days you know, has Athena been champion now? By the way, it's got to be getting up there. It's like four hundred and twenty or something. It's up there. <laughs> yeah, she should and, never uh, lose it either. She should just be champion forever. And you know, they had Vikingo wrestle. Athena is the table. A kick-ass match, but like, you know. That's, that's wonder when we're going to get Vikingo again. Do we have a new announcement? I wonder if we have an announced date for Vikingo and Ring of Honor next. I'm sure they have it. Yeah. So when will Ring of Honor? When will? Um, other than that, I mean, yeah, Nick Nemeth, Dana Brooke, they showed up in, uh, in uh, TNA, so they got that going forward. They announced the partnership with AAA, which we got to keep an eye on what that means for Vikingo and AEW's relationship as well. <clears throat> so, all right, let's jump into Dynamite, huh? Yeah, I say let's Dynamite Homecoming from Daly's place. The vibes were through the roof. Yeah, you we were there up. live in person, bro. How we, how the fuck was that? We, yeah, right. Just it, it was it was hot. It was ready. Bro, it was by the way, you are a fucking lucky son of a bitch. You've been to like two shows in the last couple of years, maybe three or something like that. And all of the shows you have been to have been fucking bangers, bro. And not just bangers, but like all of your fucking favorites and all of my favorites were on the show. It was like insane. Like yeah. No, it, it's it's really nice. It's it's lucky because that's kind of the thing you always got to feel bad about. So like some some towns just get unlucky, like probably like three or four times in a row. I remember, dude, there were some of those Raws, man, when they would hit like North Dakota and you'd see the card and you're just thinking like, fuck that. Like it was bad. And, you know, no. Um, besides the point, Hangman Adam Page defeated Claudio Castagnoli. I've was, um. I got to tell you this. This match cooked. Oh, yeah. It was a good match to open the show with. Back and forth opener. The tone was set. Um, Claudio just wants to beat the shit out of anyone that crosses his path, and Hangman's a pissed-off dad. Yes. With an ever-growing stash that gets better every week. That son of a bitch. How does he do it? 
Um, I feel like that ever-growing stash feels like it could have two meanings, like his 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 mustache, but then like he's got a stash of alcohol because he's not supposed to drink anymore. Dun dun dun. Yeah, he's back drinking, he, drinking in the in the crowd. Um, now I haven't. Do you think I, that's he, a good thing or a bad thing? Because if he intentionally did stop drinking, I mean, does not. No, really I'm mean? I'm sure he does in real life. I, yeah, I, I yeah, wouldn't yeah, doubt yeah. it. Um, you know. He looks. He looks like the kind of guy that works his ass off so hard that he's a mind. Oh yeah, no, I bet. I bet he's like. He has to like fucking because of how much beer he drinks. He has to fucking like work out extra hard to keep that shape. You know what I mean? Think he's a Mick Ultra guy. You think he's a a light beer guy? I could see him drinking a lighter beer because I mean, or just like a low calorie beer, just so that he could actually get away with it. You know what I mean? Like, I could see that. Hangman out of pages slamming like some Guinness. It's funny. I don't even drink. But I could also see him like having been a beer drinker, but mostly drinking White Claws now or something or something like that. Oh, like shit! No, that's not. He can't. You can't do that and claim cowboy shit. Nah, I mean he's a lie. So, oh my god! Someone should expose him. <laughs> if that's what that's he does. That's a gimmick right there, Dan Housen. <laughs> Dan Housen. Ah, you drinking White Claws? And he, he posts a picture of him like fucking drinking a Truly, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, you fake!" No, but, um, no. What would what, be the worst thing? Well, like a, drinking like a fucking like girly drink or something like that. Nah, Hangman would make it that work. See, that's the thing. You can't you can't really clown Hangman. He's too fucking cool. You know what I mean? Like, nah. If he's drinking a fucking martini, <laughs> you're gonna judge him a little bit with that cup because it's the cup, man. Got the little fucking umbrella shit. in it, and then he'll fucking smash the cup and use the glass and stab someone. Yeah, he'll make it cowboy shit. Who are we getting? Yep. No, he'll stab John Moxley and make him have an actual eye patch. No, but some banger spots in this that use that uh, the ramp that they had. They use that to their advantage in this. Um, Bro, every time they see that ramp like that, I feel like someone's dying for sure. Oh yeah, and Hangman ends up winning with two buckshot lariats to get the dub, and I I really enjoyed this opener. Yeah, it's a fun match. Some highlights of Brody Lee during his uh, run at Daly's Place. And tonight, they, they go on to say, tonight will feature multiple uh, eight-man tags, including his protégés, Preston Vance and Anna Jay. A lot of people were wondering throughout the week, you know, why are heels teaming with the babyface? And they said it's simple. They're going to try it. Tony Khan wants to try and get them back on the right track. Simple enough. That's all it took. And you know what, it's, bro? You know what you can also say? Fucking, because they did this later in the week. He just fucking, uh, Cassidy bribed him with a t- fucking title match, bro. Like, that's all he had to do. Yeah. And Anna Jay just doesn't give a fuck. She'll fight anybody. We open up with, uh, then we we jump to Orange Cassidy, Adam Copeland, Dustin Rhodes, and Preston Vance defeating Lance Archer, Bishop Khan, Toa Leona, and Brian Cage. Holy shit. Adam oh. Copeland's so much fun in oh. AEW, man. Adam Copeland, the, the vibe changes when he's out there. God, he's having so much fun in AEW. Like, and I, you know what? I'm going to say something. I, I should save it for a collision. Adam Copeland wrestling all these younger guys and all these new talents week in and week out. Adam Copeland's doing everything CM Punk said he would do. And I, I'll just leave it at that. I didn't even I'll realize. Leave it at that. The motherfucker worked two different towns this week in AEW. I didn't even yeah. catch that. He worked fucking. Has anyone done that before? Worked Dynamite and, Ram, or, and Collision like that? It's not often it happens. It, it like, like it's not often. I mean, it, Hangman did this week too, but like that's Hangman. He's the workhorse, you know. <laughs> like usually, it's only Scott. Was Blair, that really? Right? Did, did 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 were they capping? Was that Hangman's first match on Collision? There's no way that's the case, right? Didn't they have a hey trios match? Hey man, he wasn't allowed for a long time. So no, CM Punk police. 
but yeah, this was this was just a fun match, and um, you know, how could you hate Hangman, bro? What a prick! They didn't. Uh, I saw a lot of online debate of they didn't mention the the Preston Vance thing where he made Brody Lee Jr. cry, and again, I think it's all. I don't think it's forgotten about. I don't think it's forgotten in the lore. I think it's all about trying to get Preston back on the right track to being, you know, someone that everyone can love and adore. And I don't think it spoke to Preston as much as it's going to speak to uh, Anna Jay. They fumbled so, it. They should have had uh, Jose in the video segment say, because they had a little interview with Preston before his title match. They should have yeah. just had him say, I didn't do it for negative one. I did it for myself because I wanted this title shot. That's literally how you – That's that, that was such an easy way to fix that. Uh, not that it yeah. needed fixing, in my opinion. No, no, yeah. Uh, Copeland got a hit a spear, and then uh, Vance had a discus Larry on Colin to get the win. Um, Renee's backstage with Bullet Club Gold. Switchblade Jay White said, anything Dennis B. Kingdom can do, the Bang Bang Gang can do better, including going after Gold. The acclaimed and Daddy Ass walk in. Bowen said if they're a united force, they could hold all gold at the same time, just not the trio's titles. They suggest forming a supergroup, the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. White and Colton Gunn said they'll think about it. Austin's just like, yeah. He's, he's, uh, Austin's really wanting this. So we'll see what that means. Yeah, I mean, just give me your initial reaction. Does this faction do it for you? Um,. Nah, but I, I would like to see the trios titles taken off the acclaimed and on Bullet Club Gold. Not the Ring of yeah. Honor trios titles, unless they're just going to fucking throw them together. You know, just fucking merge them. Say, Honestly, you don't need two sets, and I don't think it has benefited the Gates of Agony all that much to be trios champions for, like, however long they have been. Yeah, no, it hasn't. So and I think when introducing any- another women's title, I think you probably should delete a title from Ring of Honor, because it just doesn't have too many, but I think... People will take the pure title more seriously if there's less just random fucking world titles for people to get. You know what I mean? Like, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah. Bang, bang, sister gang. All right. Samoa Joe has made is, – is the AEW world champion. Um, he's come out to address Daly's place. He's rocking that new AEW championship that looks so fucking good with the black strap again. Side plates, question mark? Yep, we got side plates now for the World Championship. And there's thank you, Joe Chance. He goes, no thanks are needed. He was destined for this. He said there are changes in championship protocol. No longer will you have to come out and whine on the mic about poor misfortunes or go on social media to make ho-ass comments. You will bring your record and your reputation to the championship committee. And if deemed worthy... You get an express pass for Joe to stomp your ass out in front of everyone who's ever cheered for you. For all who want a piece, the champ will be waiting. (laughs) He was fucking cooking, dude. Samoa Joe just dropping heat-seeking. God. We're in good hands with Joe as champion. I'm 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 so in love with Samoa Joe as champion right now. How did WWE not give this guy the world title ever? I don't know, but you know what? Fuck it, I'm glad he's here in AEW and rolling this title because, wow. And out, every, out comes the man everyone wants to see challenge Joe. Swerve Strickland. By far the most over person of the night. Without a shadow of a doubt was Swerve Strickland. Mogul Embassy, they all came out to the stage. Swerve goes, whose house? And that place just fucking erupts. 
He told Hangman Page that he was after a spot, and he took it. He's going to tell Joe the same thing. This isn't personal. He just wants the AEW World Championship. Joe and Strickland, they they lock eyes. They're face-to-face. Hangman Adam Page came to the ring. He never took his eyes off Swerve. He said 2023 held a lot for him, beating Moxley in a death match, reuniting the elite, and he found Swerve Strickland. The one thing he lost sight of was the AEW title. In 2024, he's going to make it his again. Prince Nana pulled Strickland away. Mogul MC retreated. Page getting got in Joe's face and said he's going to take the title away from Joe, and he starts heading to the back. Smojo lifts his title in the air. Hook's music hits. The fucking hook bat signal was initiated. Out comes the FTW champion. He gets right in Joe's face, points at the AW title, and said one week before walking away. Um, I-, I thought this just did such a great job establishing kind of the forefront of his next challengers. Oh, man. You know... I, I'm just so... The title scene... Look, I loved MJF title reign. But you always want the title scene to feel fresh again. And right now it does. And changing hands of the title a billion percent makes it feel fresh. That's the that's how you make it feel fresh, you know? We're not just running into a rematch, you know? God, we got so used to that shit of just... There'd be a title match and then... Ah, the following pay-per-view next month. Oh, rematch. It's almost like we're getting... Then we can finally like... move on. You know those it's things like, that would pop up when you would get a DVD from the video store that would be like on the old DVDs that were made like a and like sorry not even DVDs VHS tapes would have them on them and you would put in a VHS tape and you'd be like your future presentation but before that it'd be like movies coming to, D- to digital video soon and like yeah. it would show all the fucking movies that are about to come out on on you know on uh, release or whatever that they're trying to advertise for I feel like we're getting that but with title matches now which is kind of cool it's the forecast of the future which I'm you know. How do we feel and, about Hook getting this shot here? Because a lot of people had some bullshit to say on social media. You know what? It. I think it's finally time because how long were we saying this unde- this undefeated streak that he was on? He finally did lose to Jack Perry, right? That's who he lost to. I don't remember. I don't even remember who he lost to. It was irrelevant. Um, he's on this undefeated streak. He's got this great record, but it just it never went anywhere. Oh, that's Give the thing we forgot to talk title. about news, dude. Remember that's the Dante the... Martin streak? The Dante Martin went on that big win streak, and Hangman gave him a shot. It makes sense. Hook, All right, everyone wants to see him at the top. Let's see what. How, let's see how he does. All right, two questions: How much is Brian Danielson finding Tony Khan for his antics this week? And two: <laughs> Should Tony Khan just put down Twitter, bro? Come on, like, <laughs> you know. I, I, I'm of two no. I'm of two thoughts on that. Um, a, I, I think he really gets annoyed at people shit talking him, and I, I don't know why he does. I mean, I, I get it. He 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 sometimes feels like he can never be in the right, but it's just so funny that this week the fucking the debate that was there of of Hook and and, and gender and it's just like. I just feel like he no. argues with like twelve people, particularly online, with like fifty sock accounts each. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, there's there's people that are gonna hate everything and every little thing AEW does, and it's wrong. And it kills I just wish he wouldn't focus on those people so much. Sometimes agreed. And you know, when he does this and then announces matches, this is how this is its strategy. And and Brian Alvarez has put it out there before that he knows for a fact that this is strategy. He gets the engagements up on Twitter and then he posts matches. And he sees it as, you know, essentially popping a rating. Like, 
He's got more eyes on the match now. Hey, man, you get paid for Twitter posts now, too, so he's probably making bank off that. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know, man. I, I just I, I just don't know if he needs to be the one saying it. Now, that being said, he didn't say anything bad about Jinder Mahal. I saw some people trying to run with that take of, oh, he's bashing other wrestlers. He didn't say anything bad about Jinder Mahal. He's talking about the booking because there's been direct shots from the other booking to him. So, yeah, uh, I think it makes sense for Hook to be in this position. I really do. Because, uh, God, it's it's time we see him at the top and see how he does and see how, how he performs. If he is one of the, uh, you know, ideally, ideally, Hook is a world champion in this company at some point. So, you know, where are you at in that? How are you feeling? Before we talk for now. I, I just wish he'd put his phone down sometimes, man. That's where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that he's so involved with the wrestling world in that way because he was a super fan before he was a promoter. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I know he probably remembers a time in his life when he was probably just as fucking opinionated as these fans, and you're just never going to please some of them. And I just I just wish he would just stop sometimes and, and not post, you know? Um, but... It works out, like you said. It's a marketing thing, so maybe I'm an idiot, and maybe I should that's, take. That's how he tries to view it. But we also know from Brian Alvarez, some wrestlers think it's ridiculous. They in the roster, they think it's embarrassing. That's they kind of like that's it. that's the word I would use to describe it. It makes me feel embarrassed to be an AEW fan sometimes when he does this shit because it makes it because you know what it makes yeah. us look like, bro. It looks it looks amateur. It looks like the kind of thing that you would do if you were the fucking GM of TNA. You know what I mean, like. Yeah, and I, I think, you know. And they already get those comparisons, so, like, it doesn't help at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. You know, it's just, it's one of those things of, uh, I think, it's not something I would do if I was in his position. I would rather just, I would say it without mentioning Jinder Mahal in a way. I, I would say it as I'm not just even give a fuck about mentioning Jinder. I agree with the thing. I agree with the gender take. I don't even give a fuck if gender was booked every week. I still wouldn't want him putting a fucking random title match one week. I'm sorry. It's just like, what it's done to. It, I mean, it just shows like how tribalistic some people are. Like there's there's people out there that are legit like trying to be like, oh, told you guys, TNA's the true second brand. Like, who cares, man? Who fucking cares? We're all nerds who like wrestling. Why does it matter if we like? I just don't get it, man. But, you know, hey, hey, if you're going to put all your stock in Jinder Mahal, that's fine by me. I hope you I hope you fucking support the guy beyond this week because talk about a guy that works his fucking ass off. So, yeah. Um, and Hook, Duke, I, I, he needs to be good next week. Yeah, it, it'll kill, if, if, like, he, if he's not, it'll kill his career. No cap. Like, like they need he needs to have the spots with Joe. That are going like he's got to get the fucking pickup slam on Joe, right? He's got to be able to hit all his hip twists, dude. If he hits a hip twist on fucking Samoa Joe, people are gonna lose their shit. I think Joe may lose his leg. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So Renee's backstage with Tony Storm, Luther, and Mariah May, asking for her thoughts on what happened last week. May asked if Storm saw her debut, which she said she was given a screener, but she didn't watch. <laughs> She asked if Mary, oh, darling, did you perform an arm drag? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Paquette said, no, she's talking about AEW's newest signee. Storm goes, Wendy Richter. Uh, she, it was Deanna Prazo. May said, kicked her in the face. 
Storm gives May a chocolate and said she feels like the prettiest girl at the dance. Chin up, tits out, and she goes, line. And Mariah May tries to tell her it. And she she goes like, no, no, doll. It's, it's like, I don't remember what she exactly, she like scolds her. And uh, yeah, uh, I was rewatching okay. this back. This pop Taz pretty big. Do Tony we, Storm just gets this character. Do we think the Wendy Richter meme that she came up with at a press conference? Do we do we think that actually means like that that Mercedes is some under some court of contract or some kind of verbal agreement or something? Like, because I feel like that's who that's supposed to be. Like, I I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, look, Wendy Richter. Look, uh, I, I was looking at her her wrestling database. She hasn't wrestled in a long time, so. You know, it'd be kind of funny if she got a payday and then Mercedes shows up, maybe. Yeah, right? Like, hey, whoever gave her the name Wendy Richter, maybe she legit, like, studies, like, old professional fucking wrestling. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that would explain her, her current wrestling style. Wendy lot. Richter retired in 2005. I just had to double check. So, I mean, we're talking NWA women's champion, tag champ. Because I was trying to yeah. think, because she's not wrong about anything. She's just slightly off, you know what I mean, 90% of the time, you know what I mean? And she's just like, her brain's been like warped back to this time period that she never existed in. So it's like, Wendy Richter, I'm going to fuck you up. So I if mean, Wendy Richter is incredible. someone who, you know, was Wendy Richter like a top star when she was around? Like, if if so. I don't know. I just don't if know not, how women's if not, where does the, the analogy, where does the analogy run through? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like there's analogy and like this. Well, I think the analogy is A, it's a free agent. That ties into the Mercedes idea. And B, Tony Storm's stuck in the past. So she doesn't know about anything that's happening. Stuck in today. the past would feel like WWE because they were in the company at the same time. Dude, th- there might be something to this. Yeah, there's. Could be. I had to throw a conspiracy at you really quick before we moved on because that that was been running through uh, the my line head. of oh darling, did you hit an arm drag? That actually really got me. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. That popped me. <laughs> uh, Taz Taz popped big on commentary. Um, Sammy Guevara defeats Ricky Starks. God, this was a snore. Um, this was not good, and the wrong person won. Uh, uh, God, what are they doing to Ricky, man? What's what's going on here? Congrats on being champ. You're gonna lose all your singles matches. Enjoy. Yeah, he definitely the the consolation prize of not winning a world title <laughs> off the of punk and getting the tag titles and said it's not worked out for Ricky very well, has it? No. Post match they shake hands, it's all a ploy. Big Bill appears, lays out uh, Guevara. Jericho's music hits. He ran out with Floyd the baseball bat, dropped Bill with a code breaker, hit a really fucking insane springboard drop kick, and Starks and Guevara continue brawling. Jericho and Bill uh ball to the back uh brawl to the back. So, you know. They kept Jericho's music going. Again, they need to figure out what's going on with Jericho because it's such a weird situation. He keeps getting booed no matter where he goes. It's crazy. And and the thing is, I, I don't really know how to even approach this. It's like that there's not really even allegations against him. There's nothing they can look up. No one said anything. No one has said anything. And someone pointed that out and they were like, there was no a tweet has, that was liked no by a professional wrestler. No one has actually said anything. But there was a tweet Jericho. that was liked by a professional wrestler. So, I mean, you know, in the way we understand that in Twitter universe, that means they, they're essentially like, they're not confirming, but they're also not like, it's exactly. not been a, there's not been an so outright like, denial from the person either. So it's like, there's probably an NDA involved is my guess of some kind. Whether if there, is, they, there was something that happened something or not. And, but no one has. So it's like, it's a really weird situation with Jericho. 
I think you just need to get him off TV and straighten this all out. And honestly, we've never had a break from Jericho ever in AEW. He's been gone like six weeks at the most. You know? Honestly, dude, who are you seeing some kind of statement? Uh, I, and the fact that that the only response that Tony Khan had at the fucking presser was fucking we've never had an issue with Jericho since he's been here. Did not make me. It didn't sit right with me the way he answered it. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, it's like there's nothing they can even. I, I don't know what they're gonna do. And and you got people creating fake signs. Like, did you see that fucking collision thing someone posted? Well, probably not. Yeah, they they said, "Oh, we're confiscating signs that say Kylie Ray and Chris Jericho." What? And like, you got people posting this fake fucking shit like that, and it's just like, what? We need to figure out what's going on with him, and playing the fucking music over it is not the way you're gonna do this. So, I don't know. They need to figure out what's going on because, again, if he did something. Bro, he, he got he booed on collision. I'll just spoil collision. The, like, if he did something, he needs or, sorry, to not suffer collision, the consequences for what he did. He got booed on Battle of the Belts too, dude. Like, he's yeah. He... They need to figure this out and 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 quit trying to because it looks like they're trying to cover something right now. And it, it's oh no, bad they're making it look worse by the way they're handling yes. it, which makes me feel even worse about the fact that they have not addressed it directly in a way. And that why is was... Jericho not said anything? That's the worst if, part, dude. Like, if I didn't do anything, I would fucking start calling people out. Maybe he's maybe he's going like the law route, and he's you know the person. But even if you were doing that, died. you'd think you'd make that statement to the public so they know that you're not a fucking asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I know that with, with like pending litigation, sometimes it's best to say nothing. But like, I feel like in this case, because of the way the wrestling world and the media ecosystem that he exists in is, like, the fact that people already have prejudged. I mean, look at how much they've already oh, prejudged. Oh, they've 100% made their mind up on Jericho. That that That's never going to change. That's just going to be the way it is. Like, Jericho's going to have to, no matter what happens, you know, he's kind of chalked in that regard. People's minds, once they're made up, they're they're not getting changed. So, yeah. Um, I hope for his sake, he's not a fucking moron and did something he shouldn't do. And if he did... It would be the least surprising to the news story that would yep. come out to me in, in yeah, the last so couple I, of years. They need to figure that out. And I'm sure some people are wondering, you know, what are, what are our views on it? So I figured, yeah, let's give, let's kind of show people, like, there's not really anything we can say. Like, who fucking knows? Like, no one knows. I, I No one knows. It's really weird. Um, Anyway, let's get on to this uh, women's match we have here where Thunder Rosa, Chris Allen, Willow Nightingale, and Anna Jay take on a defeat. TBS champion Julia Hart. Sky Blue, Soraya, and Ruby Soho. I love, love what they're doing with Anna Jay here. And um, she seems to be the one that maybe she saw some light. And in the... She's in the one that's why the JAS rejects society, like... In, in, in the backstage promos when she's crying and being like, you know, I felt something tonight. That is what I'm talking about. If they take this idea of... You know, oh, why was Anna, Kate, Anna Jay booked with the faces? This is so dumb. To turn it into something like this was Brody Lee Jr. Or, you know, I think they did say Tony Khan. Or, or they said they were trying to make them see the light. And if Anna Jay does from this storyline, my God, it's going to be fucking awesome. I, I think that's fucking... I, we've never seen a face turn dumb like that. Just by someone literally getting booked on the faces. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, people and, will bitch uh, about it. They bitch about it. It really, it really spoke to her. And um, yeah, I thought, God, Thunder Rosa looked great. 
Statlander has the another thing with uh, Stokely. Again, when they when they pair them up and he's their manager, it's going to be hilarious. And uh, yeah, I thought everyone I thought everyone involved looked fine. Yeah, Soraya looks good. The best Soraya has looked in a while. Yeah, Soraya multi tags really Which, well. By done. the way, she's not looked bad at all. She's her singles matches pretty much since. Did she have one with Jamie? I think she had one with Jamie, right? Um, yeah. So, no, then never mind. That was the one with Plan for Forbidden. No, it Door, was. Uh, God, her singles was with Brit. Whatever. Ever since Brit, that match. Ever since that match, all of her singles matches have pretty much been fine. Um, that was the one that was just a little shaky. You know what I mean? Because it was her first pay per view match and first match back. Really. Um, she. I think she had wrestled a match, but like, whatever. But maybe she had. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. The point is that was like fucking seventy five years ago now, and we had like fucking another. We had like. Like six pandemics and like a fucking war and fucking, you know, like there was so much has happened since then. You know what I mean? Like, and that was just an AEW anyway. Um, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we get the video of Willie Uta calling on Eddie Kingston, um, setting up their match on Rampage. Roderick Strong defeats Brian Keith. This is a pretty quick, um, nothing match that wasn't even advertised. It was just kind of thrown on. And, uh, post match, they cut the same promo they did last week. And I don't think the crowd really cared. It doesn't feel, they don't feel like a team yet. And um, we just got to wait and see. We got to wait and see what happens here. You know, why Why is Wardlow being a good boy getting the title for him? I don't fucking know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. Undisputed Kingdom. It, fucking it, War Dog. I, I, I'm concerned. I'm officially concerned. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm officially concerned. I I don't see the end game with this group anymore. It's been two weeks and it's already, it's, it's, you know what the problem is, Charlie, this is the problem is that Adam Cole's injured and that's the problem. Yeah. And maybe I'll tell you what, if you pull an angle where they all like collectively kick out Wardlow and call him a little bitch and like replace him with Kyle O'Reilly. And you know, we have that because you know, everyone knows that bond. They, they played off that bond when Adam first joined, you know, maybe. But I'm telling you, I, but that angle writes itself, and that's what I've been thinking since this, like since they yeah. revealed the group. You know, Wardlow, like, Wardlow officially doesn't belong in this group, and and his little fucking smirks. It's it's all the proof. It's all the proof. It's the same same rant I went on last week for a, yet again another week. But you're right. I was it is, say, it is Wardlow should be a fucking baby face, and he should be the biggest baby face on the roster, physically and fucking like star wise, because he just yeah. has the sauce, dude. Dude can do too crazy People don't shit. Don't want to him. No one wants to boo this guy. I wouldn't want to boo Wardlow. Dude's a fucking freak, and we know what he can do athletically. He's an absolute animal. Yeah. And honestly, when he turns on Adam Cole, if if this is the route they're going, everyone's just going to cheer for Adam Cole. It's it's not going to work. Uh, whatever. Okay. Oh, yeah, you absolutely cannot run a singles match between them. You cannot do that, especially if the title's in the line. Because, sorry, if Wardlow's champion walk into that match, he's not walking out with it. You know, like, no chance. Yeah. Renee's backstage with Deanna Perrazzo, who said she's still in Cloud 9 after her debut. If Tony Storm wants to act like she doesn't know who she is, she'll have her people send her a screener of her AEW debut on Collision. In walks Red Velvet. She's making her Collision debut as well, so she'll see her this Saturday. And she starts, like, stirring it up, and Deanna has a little comment like, uh, oh, so that's the hand you use? Got it. It's just like, God, I oh, I love Deanna Perrazzo. The way you said that I, was a bit fucking sad. Hey. No, but uh, you know, God, it, when we get the Deanna Perrazzo and Serena Deeb match, it's it's gonna uh, it's gonna save generations from wrestling. Like, it might it might see the light. We need that match now. 
Um, but yeah, I thought that was a cool little touch and it got us our Deanna match that we were waiting for. Okay, Jim Ross joins commentary. Ric Flair comes out to the ring. Sting and Darby Allen defeat Powerhouse Hobbs and Kanosuke Takeshita in our tornado tag. Holy shit, was this a good time. Um, the spot everyone's talking about is when Darby Allen nearly broke his neck. I think they just overshot it a little bit. Good God. It, I didn't know that he landed on his neck, but dude, the fucking pop from that move was out of this world. It was fucking and, nuts. And this, I wrote it in my notes. They chucked him like a sack of potatoes. That's the only way you can describe what just happened to Darby. I've never seen someone do that to someone in wrestling. Like, are you kidding me? How Darby Allen's so much fun. He really is. No, uh, I've this said this. Nearly, I've, no, I've said this on a podcast before, bro. He's he's literally destroying his body for our entertainment. We're watching it slowly. Like I bet that guy's bones are just shattered to pieces and just not healed. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, he he's one major injury injury away from like forever changing his style. Which let's yep. pray it doesn't happen. But, no, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Um, but no, dude, Kanosuke is so good. Kanosuke, he's just. I'm now two for two of seeing Kanosuke, and uh, it's he's he's perfect, man. Everything about him, he he's is on the Wrestler alpha. of the Year watch already. He is the alpha, like genuinely, he is his gimmick. Oh man, there there is a world where they they piggyback off this, and he's he's a top guy. And I really hope we live in that universe because, God, it's so cool. And let's get to what everyone's talking about. The young. You know, uh, Shivani's in the ring. He's asking him, who's going to be your final match? Super kick party! The Young Bucks have returned. They're sporting those little fucking stashes. Matt Jackson looks fucked. Um, and <laughs> I gotta tell you. Bro, this is the era of fucked mustaches in the elite. The... Young Bucks have not had a tag match with these guys. No, tell me Kenny's not going to come back with a fucked mustache in six oh, months. Oh, no, he's no. going to. He's going to. Um, they have not had a tag match against these guys. They had the trios match at the first Forbidden Door. That was fucking incredible. Dudes with attitudes against the uh, the Bullet Club. It was them and ELP against uh, Darby Allen, Shingo, and, and uh, Sting. Um... It was a lot of debate. You know, FTR had the incredible match with Sting and Darby Allen at Grand Slam. So it, it, it was either, it was honestly, it had to be, either, if there was going to be a tag match, it had to be the Young Bucks or FTR. And it sounds like Sting chose the Young Bucks, probably because he already had the match with FTR. They make their triumphant return. And I, I, I got to tell you right now, Sting's retirement match. It officially now is, it's going to be, it's going to be must watch because you know, the Sting's already a fucking animal. Look what he did in this match, dude. Look at the bumps he's taking. The, the bump with Hobbs through the table off the side. I mean, are you kidding me? And, you know, I, I saw a quote this week that there's no one at making, there's no one better at making other people look better than the Young Bucks. And they, they're, they're going to make Sting look like a god. And that's what they do. They make it nah, they They're not legit like enough to be, you know, the last mattress thing. They're fucking jobbers, bro. Yeah, jobberoonies. But we were just saying, what, a week or two ago on here? Where the fuck are the Young Bucks? We need them back. 
It's time. You summoned them from the Shadow Realm, bro. They were stuck in Miro's fucking white rooms. And the Young Bucks have returned, and I think we're all the better for it. Do you think there's going to be, um, like, a uh, a dark light thing to, the, like, the uh, clothing they came back in? One was dressed in black, one was dressed in white, or they just went for the aesthetic visually there? Probably aesthetic is my guess, but, uh, yeah, any thoughts on this match? And and now we have our, our Revolution uh, match, which Revolution is, like, so that, That's probably the main tickets. event of the show, right? Let's be real. Yes, it's, it's going to be the main event. The Young Bucks get Sting's final match. And um, I, I think that's such a great – the Young Bucks need something to do right now that's important because they're the fucking Young Bucks. It's the elite. You know, we have the FTR facing the House of Black. We have so many other people – Hangman locked up in the in the world title program. Cody's about a rebound, bro. We're getting Kenny's- stripped of their title shot to being fucking in Sting's retirement match. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. terrible, you know what I mean? And they did nothing yeah. for that. They just sat at home, you know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. No, we get like an era of tune-up matches these next like six weeks before the pay-per-view. Oh yeah, and the Young you gotta get them on like, TV like now. nearly every week. Give me what I want. I love but, the uh, idea yeah, that they were literally going to be on some time off, and Sting was just like, "Nah, dude." You know what I think? Actually, it wasn't that he chose between them and FTR. I think FTR is already booked on that show. I think they're going to be taking the titles off of real Ricky and Bill on that show. That'd be nice. That'd be good. I think they need to, to panic redo that decision because uh, I just don't think that tag title run's working out. I just don't think there'd be another reason not to have it be FTR because um, not that I think the Bucks don't deserve it. I just think it just makes more sense for Sting because he, they're just – I mean, you, you can imagine they're all buds. You know what I mean? Like, um, I actually don't know if Darby Allen would like Dark Starwood. That could be that would be an interesting conversation to see. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, who knows, but – uh, really great fucking match, and uh, I'm really excited to see. Well, one from everybody that was involved in this match on the other side, like Hobbs, Kanosuke, I want to see what they're gonna do this year. I I can't wait to see this main event. It's gonna be incredible. Yeah, and um, you think Sting dives is... off something in his last match? Oh, for sure. And and they're gonna they're gonna Sting's gonna no sell a double super kick and the crowd's gonna go fucking ballistic it's going to be a top five moment it, it might be the best moment of the year he's gonna no sell a super kick and fucking double clothesline him is he gonna, gonna no sell the double he could he could oh <laughs> so that was it for dynamite i'll uh i'll get through rampage a little quicker because we uh we are almost done with because uh, we have battle of the belts today good god Eddie Kingston defeats Wheeler Yuta in a 17-minute match to retain the Continental Crown. I thought this match was all right. I uh, I took a piss during the beginning of it. I came back, and uh, they were still kind of in the motions. It was kind of funny. Uh, Eddie Kingston's music hit while I was quite literally uh, midstream, and uh, the crowd fucking popped. It was pretty great. Um <laughs> That's fucking, that's honestly comedy. I, it was so loud, I was like, oh shit. Who's that? And then you kind of hear the music. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Um, it was pretty, it was an all right match. I, I think these guys could have a much better match. Um, at the end, when it got like really technical, I thought it worked out very well. And Eddie Kingston, again, beaten all of the Blackpool Combat Club repeatedly. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen some people online really into this match. I just, I, I wasn't feeling it at, in the moment. But uh, any any thoughts you had on this one? I I think uh, I have an opinion about the Continental title being on uh, on Rampage, which is that I think that th- that title needs to be defended on Collision more than I think 
Collision. I think Rampage doesn't need that title as much as it needs to be like as legit as being defended on somewhere like Collision. Because even though uh, Rampage has been around longer, I think Collision title defenses are like taken a little more seriously. Like, like people might tune in for those a little bit more than like when you see one on Rampage. You know, like um, it's because it's taped. Yeah. Yeah. And no, it's because it's taped. Hundred percent. And so I think I know what you mean. I think I think that I don't think Rampage needs to be having Eddie defending his titles on it. I mean, it's fine, but I just would rather it be on like, live TV. I mean, know? Eddie Kingston's currently defending his title two times a week, uh, which I don't. Again, I, I'm not totally in love with. I get him defending it on a New Japan pay per view. That but, makes sense. Yeah. You know, hey, it is or what it ROH is. Pay per view in the future, or he wasn't AW, on Ring of Honor at yeah. all this week, was he? I don't think he's been on Ring of Honor since he won the world title, bro. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. It's disappointing. If he has, it's been very few times. No, actually, that's not true. He's defended at least two or three times that I can remember on television. But it it, it feels like he's absent from television most of the time. They usually mention him, but I don't remember the last time he was actually on the show. It was like a week or two before he uh, won the Continental title, I want to say. He wasn't on my Ring of Honor taping. Well, I mean, it's because he was doing this, but yeah. True, yeah. Uh, backstage interview, Hardy Boys and Mark Briscoe. Jeff Hardy bragged about a Rampage beating Collision. Again, not the angle I would run. It's okay. Matt Hardy wants to win the trio's titles with Mark and Jeff and made Mark an honorary Hardy with a Hardy's boy chain with a Hardy Boys chain. Mark Briscoe is totally not into it, but it's kind of funny. Look, Mark Briscoe's awesome. He'll be on Ring of Honor next week. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, this, yeah, whatever. This will be a fun little trio. Again, Hardys, I think, are going to work better in trios right now than tags. I know that they're going to kind of run a cocky Legends gimmick, and maybe that'll get over. Not the move for Mark Briscoe in his his, his uh, sophomore year as a singles wrestler, though. I just throw him back right, back into track, uh, right into a tag. I mean, okay. Dude, he was so over, too, on the Ring of Honor taping. Like, this is, yeah. Continental Classic to Hardys trios, partner. Yikes. Dude, I, I got to tell you, man, I, I think he should beat Eddie. I, I, I really do. Like, I don't, I know we can't really envision someone beating Eddie right now because it's so fresh. But he's the only one that I'm like, we know he's going to be on Ring of Honor every week as a fucking champion. No, bro. He like, was, was going to be Ring of Honor world champion last year, bro. He was going to be the one Eddie probably beat when he became champion. It probably wasn't ever meant to be Claudio. Can you imagine this fucking knockdown drag out fight those two are gonna have eventually? Like, that's that's why I think that was the vision. It, the fact that we ended up getting another Claudio Eddie match, this is fucking, and then another one on top of that in the classic. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just fucking just chef's kiss. But we weren't. I don't think we were meant to get that. Much like we weren't meant to get Claudio in Ring of Honor, or sorry, in AEW in the first place. Or no, sorry, it was Ring of Honor. He was supposed to be in AEW. Wasn't supposed to be in Ring of Honor. You know what I mean? Um... Although I think he would have done stuff eventually, like a lot of people. But um, no, I mean, like, I I think Mark Briscoe was going to be Ring of Water World Champion last year before he had to take off time for injury. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's basically what they said when he took the time off, essentially. You know what? Gabe Kidd would actually be a hell of a champion. He's been... Uh... And that means he might have to show up on Ring of Honor. <laughs> I, I, I still think, especially if it's somebody not signed at AEW right now, if they win the title, it's there's no chance it's going to be on Ring of Honor every week. Hey, man, give me backstage Gabe Cade segments over uh, not seeing the champion at all. I'll take it. He gives us, like, weekly updates. Like, oh, this week I beat the shit out of Will Ospreay inside of a bar. <laughs> <laughs> it could be great. 
Uh, Swerve um, executes Matt Seidel. This was exactly what it was. Private Party challenged any two of Top Flight and Action Andretti for a tag match, and Action Andretti was Hydretti. We talked about the women's tag. Um, Soraya showed uh, Ruby Soho footage of Harley Cameron kissing Angela Parker, and on Ruby's birthday, unbelievable, bro. I, I, maybe I'm just like faded, but I actually fucking loved Ruby's outfit. Dude, I love it. It was awesome. It was, it was great. great. I love this angle. Angela Parker shows up with a birthday cake. (laughs) Ruby shoves it in his face. And dude, I love how upset Renee was. I know, dude. They sold. They sold this so fucking well, dude. This was like this was. Once they all left, uh, they showed Parker pushing Cameron away and screaming in disgust. I wouldn't scream away in disgust. Um, you know, what? maybe if I was. If uh, you were, if you were, hey, if you had Ruby, I mean, Ruby Soho ain't bad either. Let's be, let's keep it a buck, bro. She's hey, fucking. She's no, got that goth thing going on. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, hey. but uh, hey, hey, small titties hey. need appreciation too. I'm just saying, hey. Uh, and then we had our main event, Evil Uno, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds with negative one, defeating uh, Jake Hager, Matt Menard, and Angelo Parker. Um, <laughs> Angelo came out with the cake. I was very confused, to say the oh, least. Now, Ruby Soho came out with the cake. You have it backwards. Hey! No, <laughs> Angelo had cake on his face. Hey, yo! Hey, hey, no, hey, no, I was no, very no. confused why this typical, happened. Typical, typical. This, this segment wasn't on the uh, TV, so he just came out with the cake on his face. I was like, what the fuck's going on? I was like, I mean, there's got to be hey, something happening. Probably not the and first uh, time he's come out with cake on his face as a result but of just Ruby. The, just the perfect comedy match <laughs> to end the show. And honestly, overall, a pretty enjoyable rampage, I thought. You know, when you, you, booked, you booked a Continental Crown Championship match. You booked Swerve on the match. An incredible women's match and a fun comedy match. This was a good rampage. So, um, Yeah. Let's let's jump over to Collision and then we'll uh, we'll close with Battle of the Belts and a little preview to next week. So, yeah, well, we covered like already a quarter of Collision in the one match. Hundred <laughs> percent, um, because they gave that shit like thirty fucking minutes as they should. All right, Adam Copeland had the Cope Open Challenge number two. This time taking Lee Moriarty on, which I love. And shout outs to fucking Shane Taylor for being the fucking absolute giga fucking gawk gawk fucking you know like I mentioned about fucking the push they were giving Kyle. He gave him that. He gave that the fucking. Bro, I think he made Lee. I like literally made Lee in this segment. I, I genuinely do. I think Shane fucking got him over in the segment. You know what I mean, dude? Like, it was so good in that spear. <sighs> yeah, dude. Adam Copeland, I think is going to make some guys, and I think that's exactly what he said he was going to do on the on the programs. And uh, they did some technical wizardry. The, the, okay, this is something. The Moriarty's control segment, like to get the heat, bro was like flawless. I think it was perfect. I think I think this guy's ready to just be shot out of a cannon. Fucking do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And bro, Copeland was keeping up with this kid. This guy's young, fast and explosive and Adam Copeland didn't look lost or behind in there at all. What the fuck were they doing? Were they putting like fucking sleeping pills in this guy's drinks in WWE? Like what the fuck was going on? Like maybe he just didn't have the love for it anymore over there. Like maybe the system just killed it for him. It wouldn't be the first time it happened to somebody, you know what I mean? Um, but I think the Cope Open's a major W right now. What do you think? It's incredible. It's something to look forward to, and I like it opening the show because Adam Copeland. I don't. I don't think there's anyone right now that's going to get just the more casual crowd too. Like there's a casual audience that goes to AEW that's just going to watch a wrestling on a Saturday night, especially. And it's Saturday night's all right for fight. They all know who Adam Copeland Edge is. The, it, I guarantee you, there's people amongst that crowd that's like, wait a minute. Who's this? 
what's this music? Is that Edge? And it's just like, yeah. So it's by God, by God, it, it works. And in opening the show with him, fucking genius. I, I wish we had our we had our cold opens, but I get this is maybe is a week we didn't need it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I whatever. It's they, they they I've given up on the cold open. They 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 have to. I think uh, we had Lexi Nair backstage with FTR and Daniel Garcia, and they did a little interview being like, yeah, you know, um, I actually specifically don't remember what Dax said here, but they were basically just like, yeah, fuck you, House of Black. You know, you're not gonna disrespect. I guess the, what they established in this promo is that Daniel Garcia and FTR are boys. You know what I mean? Which I appreciate because uh, that's a hell of a tag team right there, but. If you, if you put all three of them in a trio, which I hope they're doing, it'll be fucking incredible. Uh, we had Lexi backstage also in like back to back, like backstage segments here. I think what happened was we had the one and then it went to commercial. And when it came back, Lexi was still backstage with, uh, this time with Jericho and Guevara. And, uh, they again said, yeah, we're going to win the fucking championships because we're like the sex gods and all that and blah, 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 blah. And, I don't know. Something about what Jericho is doing right now is just not clicking for me. I thought Sammy was better in this segment. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, dude, we don't need this fucking tag team. No, we, we don't. Really don't. It's it's gonna and, hurt Sammy's singles career. I feel like, which he was just starting to get off the ground before he went away for his fucking uh, paternity leave or whatever. You know, like, uh, whatever. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's possible now with him just being a new father, but. My God, you want to talk about someone else that maybe a New Japan excursion would fucking be nuts? Yeah, I don't know, you know if that's saying. happening anytime soon, but I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. Him and her both going over there. Get a fucking babysitter. Fuck it. Fuck um, it. Bring the kid. <laughs> the kid is a prop. No, anyway. Um, the Righteous and Lance Archer took on the Mogul Embassy here. And, uh, bro, the fucking Righteous were over with this crowd, bro. The snaps were fucking in on this fucking show. I think the crowd actually really respects these guys for what happened to them with MJF and, uh, and Adam Cole, dude. I think, I think they all believed that. I think people, even though they didn't know who the fuck the Righteous were, were like, these guys need to win these titles. Not because they know anything about Ring of Honor, but they could just sense the vibe in that match. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you can just fucking feel it. Sometimes things need to happen in wrestling, you know, like. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, Nigel calling Tony and Kevin nerds will never not be funny. Um. I I I think the righteous have legs. If they let him cook, man. When I was watching this, uh, I didn't think the timing of the match was perfect. But um, the dumbest part of the match was uh, when Tony Tony Schiavone kept calling Lance Archer uh, Jake Roberts. That was just fucking hilarious. Um. Uh, Dutch uh, hit a uh, dive that was like an artillery strike. Uh, that was insane. Um, uh, Nana then, uh, after they picked up the win, challenged uh, Jay White and the Guns for a six-man championship match, which is interesting that they challenged them, uh, especially if it comes out to bite them in the ass. Um, if that happens, do you think Swerve drops Nana? Um, no, he can't drop Nana. You think? I if he just like I think fails completely, off to like get fucking Parker Boudreaux back before Nana's getting dropped. Fucking Parker Boudreaux, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. A I, long I hope time. he's really grinding and and like just training. Trench was the one that got hurt, but Parker Parker was the one that just was taking time off. Who the hell were they paired with again? I forget. It was it was Mogul Affiliates. It was those two with oh, Swerve. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm glad they replaced those guys. Because um, I believe Swerve and Parker are, are good friends in real life. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure they are. Like, you know. Like, so, and Trench, just talk about a look. Yeah, that guy he definitely had the look. look. He it was like a baseball player, right? Before. 
Yep. Yeah, I mean, we never got to see what that was like, so you know, whatever. And he got like um, injured, and yeah, that that they they shot that quick. Yeah, I I like the Mogul Embassy. I just yeah. I I still don't care about Brian Cage. I I really like uh, Bishop Khan and Toa Leanna though. They're my they're my favorite like random tag team in Ring of Honor for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, Jay White and the Guns. Uh, you know, I mean, they're gonna have a great match, I'm sure, but. Whatever. We had a press advance backstage, and this is where I think they missed on not having him just say, yeah, no, I didn't have that match for negative one. I know we're way past that at this point, but, like, they should have just addressed it. I don't know. Um, Dusty Rose took on Willie Mack. And, oh, by the way, the other thing in the press advance thing, it seems like the kingdom might be, like, possibly scouting him, but, like, we don't need faction poaching going on right now. You already have too many members. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, this is crazy. Like, you know, like, um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you could say it's just mind games so that, like, they – because he wants to beat Orange Cassidy or something like that. But, like, I don't know, man. Um, Dustin Rhodes took on Willie Mack. Uh, I do like Mack getting this spot here. Um, they hit a really great-looking Canadian Destroyer. I think Willie made Dustin look like a million bucks. But, again, why is he fucking losing this match, dude? What are we doing this for if we're not going to put people over in some of these situations? Like, Yeah, this this specific one's just setting up uh, Dustin and Christian, which I think will be fine. I mean, you could but still set up that match. Hey, you know what? You though? know what? It would make more sense if he loses this match to Willie. If then he's talking shit to him, uh, that For a actually four minute sprint. I thought this was awesome. I mean, it was fine. Willie Mac's great. I just, I don't know. I don't know why Willie Mac can't win a match. It's so fucking frustrating for me. Like, yeah, that, that was kind of the, the vibe of this. Uh, yeah, honestly, of this of this collision until our main event, it no one it it was very strange about uh, uh, the match choices. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Bullet Club go over backstage and they accept the match for the Ring of Honor Tag Titles, which I believe will be on. Was that on Dynamite? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'll double check if that. If not, it's on Collision for next week. One of the two. Yep. It's on. It's on Dynamite. That's what I thought. I, I thought so because they like we have three championship matches next week. Yeah, it should be a good Dynamite. Whenever we have like multiple stack title matches, even if they're like like weird like nerd titles, they're still I mean, good. Tickets must not be moving well. <laughs> well, got to do a social media campaign then. Um, yep. No, def- genuinely, yes. Yep. Uh, at this point, Hook arrived at the Collision Arena. Um, so, uh, it, we then at some point throughout the rest of the show got notified that he was going to have a match. That was, he just went to Tony Khan and said, give me a match, bitch. And he said, all right. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, so the, yeah, the, the, the patriarchy interrupting Dustin Rhodes to challenge for the TNT title match. I mean, fine. It'll be a good match. I'm sure. <clears throat> Do we need Christian to have a match right now? Not necessarily, but, uh, maybe Christian wanted to wrestle a match. Who knows? I mean, you have to defend your title at some point. So, you know, and if, uh, if, if, uh, if, if Adam is going on the long haul, then so will he, you know, um, and speaking of, Adam, we had Adam page taking on JD Drake. Um, and, uh, yeah, hangman finally allowed to have a match on collision. Great. I, I thought JD Drake and, uh, and Anthony Henry got some really good heat here. Um, that I, and I thought this match really picked up up out of the uh, commercial break here. Um, it was good into that point too, but it's, it really starts, you know, Hangman shoots out of a cannon out of the commercial break. I don't know if that's just like his way of wrestling, but he's pretty good at TV wrestling in that way. Um, and 
I was saying about how uh, I think uh, people are some people's best match. I think Hangman is that for a lot of people, bro. I'm not going to be honest with you. I think this is uh, J.D. Drake's best match in AEW so far, I would have to say. I, I can't think of something he's had that was better that wasn't like a tag match. You know what I mean? Like As far as singles goes, I can't think of anything else he's been in. Hangman's one of those guys everyone brings their A game to, for yep. sure. Yep. Hit him with the buckshot, pick up the win. Good stuff. All right. Before we talk about this next match, Deanna Peraza versus Red Velvet, I got to talk about the thing that irked me that happened in the wrestling community this week, Charlie. Why the fuck do fucking beauty standards from like fucking 2006 have anything to do with what the fuck these two women are doing in a wrestling match? Yeah. Why do we even give a fuck if they're fat, skinny, indifferent? Like, I... I don't give a fuck. Deanna Prazo is hot to me. I'll say it. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, and the thing is, Deanna Prazo is not fat at all. And no, dude, they're so fucking, fucking stupid. They're so like, stupid. Like, I just, I don't understand. Like last man. week, Instagram sometimes, I swear to you, is a different fucking. It's a different. I, I just don't get it. And last week, I mean, everyone was just like, "Oh, look at this uh, Tiffany Stratton wannabe at Mariah May." And it's just like, what? Are, what are we doing here? Why, how, how does that make any sense? I don't know, man. And, and, you well, know, I'm not going to talk about that. But, I mean, I did talk about it, but other than to say that it's really fucking stupid, like, I want to talk about the wrestling match these two had because they had a really good fucking match. And, no, and, and also, Deanna herself did comment on this. Yes. And she, she said it really, it upset her feelings. She said it made her cry. And then she, re, then she, like, you know, she had a moment and she, she, got back to who she is and she's like i'm a fucking badass fuck these people and you know what good that's what she should be saying because fuck these people for trying to say that to her in her fucking in her fucking debut fucking match bro and this is what they're fucking talking about you know what i mean like unbelievable you know what i mean like i just i will never fucking understand fucking and i'll say it male wrestling fans and I, i bet there's probably at least like two female westling fans out there that'll probably agree with the opinion but like because they're also, like, self-centered and fucking based in, like, fucking material shit like that, you know? Like, but, like, she's genuinely one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. That's what you're fucking talking about? Like, yeah, I feel like you just forfeited your opinion about women's wrestling instantly. Like, I like to joke and make comments about their fucking bodies and stuff like that because it's a part of the fucking gimmick of fucking women's wrestling is that they look hot and they're wrestling, you know what I mean? Like, that's part of the fucking thing, you know what I mean? Like... If that wasn't a part of the thing, I wouldn't even talk like that. And if you remember, for the first long while on this podcast, I didn't even bring shit like that up because I wanted to focus on the wrestling. It was not even a conversation we ever had. We would joke about it off stream because, you know, you make comments about people you find attractive in general with your friends, you know. But, like, it was it was not something we really brought up on the podcast until I just went fucking nutty one week. You know what I mean? Like, um, Sometimes the horniness shines through. But, this you know. Is the way. I wanted to melt no, yeah, my stream I, I and online personality. It's you know? worth bringing up, though. It is worth bringing up. But they had a really great fucking match, and let's talk about that. So, yep. Um, I yeah. Other than hating what hating that shit, uh, you know, we're like this is supposed to be the second women's revolution right now, and this is the bullshit we're talking about. They worked the arm really well here. Um, I think I think Deanna Perazzo could be a shot in the arm of the division. Um, I mean, I feel like it would be like the adrenaline shot if we got Mercedes, but I think Deanna Perazzo can be like up until we get that moment. I think she can be the thing that tees us up 
I mean, and who knows? Six months from now, that could be the title match. Gianna Peraza versus Mercedes Martinez. Or Mercedes Martinez. Well, that could be a battle match, too. That could be the match before Mercedes Monet. Brad, can we get the battle yeah. of Mercedes? Mercedes versus Mercedes, bro. Who changes their name? That's definitely not Monet. <laughs> <laughs> Give me what I want. Battle of Mercedes. Where, where does the battle of the Mercedes take place? What what city? Um, Boston. Fuck it. That sounds like a yeah. That sounds like a Boston match. All right. So yeah, after that we had a uh, hook getting a quick uh, you know uh, squash on some meat man. He dismantled him pretty quick. Got a few cross raises in, locked in the red rum, and then that was our main event of the show, which we talked thought, about for uh, a while. Something I wanted to add. I thought Gianna Prazo has a has really good snap to her, like to her offense, and she she's very she's very technically sound. And I think that's why when we say, you know, oh, the the dream match with uh with Serena Deeb, it's not a joke. Like that match is going to be awesome when it happens. Bro, and go, I really I, hope it fucking I, I implore everybody, go back and watch the match her and Mercedes had on Ring of Honor Final Battle twenty twenty one would that have been? No, twenty twenty two. Whichever one where they fucking did the unification match between the two of them. Um, I think it was Final yeah. Battle. It was either Final Battle or uh, Death Before Dishonor that year. And they unified the titles because uh, she had been the interim champion while Mercedes was injured, I believe. It was, it was the main event of an AEW Dynamite. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was a Dynamite. Which is kind of funny that the, like her AEW debut, eh, whatever. Yeah, but um, she wasn't under contract then, obviously. She's main event at a Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fucking, what a, what a fucking great match. Yeah, like, that's okay. That's okay. But no, but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah that, if, I, I implore you to go back and watch that match, you know. Um, she looked yeah. even better here. I think she, she to me looks like someone that has completely figured it out. And God, when, when we're talking about bringing in Mariah May, bringing in Deanna Perrazzo, uh Megan Bain is is on her way back from excursion in Stardom. Another person that they sent to Stardom. Oh, well, the first I should say. Ah, uh, I I gotta tell you, I'm feeling optimistic, and and the possibility of Mercedes. I'm feeling I I really really want to hope that there is. We're going to see the differences made. So, yeah. <clears throat> Good Do you stuff. think Good CJ Perry collision. will ever wrestle in AEW? I don't know. She wrestled I, I pretty know. well in the WWE. Yeah, maybe she's, you know, it's one of those things. I, I haven't heard anything about her training to be a wrestler since, you know, but I don't know. You never know. Get those fucking hand she's worked out. But once she does that, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's open up Battle of the Belts. We had the uh, Battle of the Belts 9 again. None of these have really tickled my fancy still to this day. We have the AW World Tag Team title street fight. Big Bill and Ricky Starks defeating Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Um, this was, this was you know. Match nobody not, wanted that nobody needed and it delivered nothing. Yeah, there was there's just funny moments like the golf cart, you know, jumping through shit. Sammy Guevara jumping off that fucking thing. I have to ask you. Uh, actually fighting in the streets in a street fight. Uh, brain dead or fucking uh, genius? I dig it. I dig it. You know, the Jericho match with Roderick Strong, I think, it, it. I got vibes of that a little bit in this. What an awesome fucking match that was. But, uh, yeah. Um, Rhett Titus's car got destroyed. Lamau. <laughs> brilliant. Rhett Titus cameo on AEW. I love it. You know what I mean? Fucking brilliant, dude. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Takeshita getting involved. A little bit of Hobbs getting involved. Hobbs saving Ricky. Yeah, that's an interesting development. Let's keep an eye on that. 
Ricky could maybe save the 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 collection of Don Callis family. We'll see. No, I don't don't get him tied up in that. Just, no, just, you're right. Just, no, just, I don't need it. Just need just it. hit just it. hit fucking Hobbs with the sky hook and yoink him out of there, fucking emergency style, and put him with fucking Ricky and Bill, and that's a fucking faction in itself, right there. Ooh, Team Taz 2.0. Send it. Team uh, Team We Breakbacks. Team Best Title Match. Julia Hart defeats Anna Jay to retain. I was a little disappointed. Um, I'll be honest. I was a little disappointed with this match. It, it felt very slow the entire time. And um, I was a little worried going into the match of, of the vibe I would get from it. And uh, I, I feel like it, it was exactly what I thought it would be. I enjoyed the Julia Hart Abaddon match much more. You know, again, it's Anna Jay sometimes in these singles matches. It I, I don't want to say it's just her, but sometimes in these one-on-one matches, it just doesn't click. I don't know what it is. And I, I don't have enough, you know. Maybe it's maybe it's trust with their partner. They got some time, dude. I mean, this is like twelve minutes, and uh, it just it didn't it didn't click for me. My biggest takeaway uh, from this was Julia's gear made her look like a fucking Mortal Kombat character when she was coming out, bro. Yeah, Julia Hart's awesome. Uh, third TBS champion. So I thought there was a chance we do an Anna J championship here. You know, one of the ongoing. I, I didn't even believe remotely. No title has changed hands at uh, Battle of the Belts. There's only been an interim championship that changed hands, and we're nine in. I was hoping maybe with the way that they filmed this week and, and everything they were doing for Anna J that there was a chance. But nope. Uh, just a good little uh, flatliner near fall, I thought. But a heartless submission for the win. All right. Um, Jeff and Karen Jarrett, Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt were backstage. The team seems to be turning on Jay Lethal. Satnam Singh came in with homemade snacks that his mother made to help Lethal get back on the winning track. Satnam Singh, man, good vibes. Yeah, he's he's fun. I uh, I did not give a shit about this segment. Slap nut. Slap nut. Uh, main event, AEW International title match. Orange Cassidy defeats Preston Vance. Preston Vance was fucking a juggernaut in this match. He oh, was yeah. on the offense for the Been majority calling of the for match. this one for a while. I went out, Charlie, and they finally did it. And then guess what? It fucking slapped. Slapped. It really did slap. Um, Cassidy really let him cook in this match. Cassidy played defense all game. Uh, again, a really good quality title defense. And Roger Strong is on his way. So... I, I do imagine Roddy's going to win this title. I would hope so. It, Get it off Cassidy. It makes a lot of sense. Let so Cassidy take a fucking break defense. so he doesn't die. If this is our last title defense before that, I, I think it's it's a very, very deserving one. And Preston, dude, he might have just this, – this week might have been the ultimate fucking push that he needed. I'm we, telling I, you, bro, when Roosh comes back and they put him in the tag five, division, maybe. put him in the tag division, put him in the tag division, please, please, please. Put the back on, put the titles back on FTR ASAP, and then put them against those two. And bro, that's money. I mean, what if they just go trios? I'm in. Hey, man. Hey, hey. Keep an eye out for the trios. But that was Battle of the Belts. I actually thought the main event kicked ass. So, you know, it, it ended up being a pretty, uh, an overall decent show to watch. I was pretty tired when I watched it, but I still fucking crushed it. Next week, Samoa Joe against Hook. Who you got? Sen Joe. Same, same. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. I really hope it's not just four minutes. Let's give him 20. 
I'm not, dude, I know it might sound a little crazy. Let's the hook going 20. Yeah. We haven't seen it before, but let's see it where he's got to sell against someone like Joe. Let's see what it looks like. A 20 with commercial. So, have we seen I mean? hook wrestle into a commercial break before? <laughs> I know. Right. His longest match was Jack Perry and it was fine, but it wasn't like unreal. Uh, the Young Bucks return to Dynamite. Uh, they'll have a session where they speak. That's always that, that I always enjoy the Young Bucks segments like that. Uh, Christian Cage defends against Dustin Rhodes. I, I got Christian here. Maybe they pull it. Maybe they pull a quick one. You got you got Dustin Rhodes. Ah, uh, no, 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 no way. ROH six man tag team champions, the Gates Vagney and Brian Cage defend against the Bang Bang Gangs, Jay White and the Guns. Uh, Jay White's winning a fucking title and it's an ROH one. And I, I am so uh, torn. You know, we're so torn about it. I mean, maybe that means they're not winning it and it's just going to be the never ending fucking mogul embassy title reign in Ring of Honor trios. If Jay White wins this title and they become featured on Ring of Honor more and we see them wrestle multiple trios. Over and over, I'm fucking down. If Jay White wins this, and it's just to hold it for four weeks, and he's never on Ring of Honor, I'm going to be pissed. Again, th- we're talking a literal main event world champion guy. Potentially winning no, I mean, the ROH there, There's title nobody again. else vying for this title. There's literally nobody else to go after this right now. Right? So in that case, Name a Ring of Honor trio right now. I'm, I'll wait. You can't. Then, there and, aren't and, any. Yeah, it's really Dalton Castle and the boys. That's it. And, and, they're, and, and they're wrestling separately right now. Dalton's going after Johnny TV, so there is no other trio right now. Yeah, at this point, we have to just – I'll tell you what. I think Jay White and the Guns being in this match, I think they're going to combine the titles. and They're just going to get rid of them for Ring of Honor. And, you know, if this leads to Jay White and the Guns holding the AW Trios titles and those titles are back on Collision featured in, like, just awesome shit repeatedly – Beautiful storylines, thought out storylines. I'm so down. And then when Juice comes back, they free bird the fucking things. Y- you know what? I'm in. But uh, I got Jay White in the guns here, hundred percent. If they lose, you know what? Fucking, I will legitimately be shocked. By the way, if Juice is able to be back soon, I'll tell you exactly how you end the Adam Copeland Cope Open. You have him run it for like fucking fifteen weeks straight, and then Juice Robinson's music hits. Dude, let's do a little fun thing here. Is there anyone off the top of your head right now that you think could accept that Cope Open next? Oh, anyone that's just like tickling your off brain? Off the top of my head, about? no. I'll tell you who I think it's going to be based on who it's been so far. So so far, we've had obviously we've had um, Lee Moriarty Griff and Griff Garrison. And, yep. So based on those two alone, I those think, guys are at the bottom of the card. Yes, I think the next person because it's been slowly leveling up. Because no, no offense to no offense to Griff, but I think you know Lee's one step up. Um, at least wrestled pay-per-views recently yes i think the next cope open is going to be answered by somebody who is an actual threat and i think i mean i guess lee was kind of described as an actual threat here i think it's going to be see i want to say somebody crazy like swerve but he's already got other stuff going on you know what i mean like yeah i'll tell you who i got you might just agree with me okay I got Tony Nice accepting the next scope open. That does feel like the right next step up. In that vein, I think it could be Cole, Cole Carter, maybe. Yeah, um, I could see that. Um, I could also see, um, you know, who I would actually love to see is I just just hit me out of nowhere, Sean Dean. Yeah, they that 
perfect example. Sean Dean pinned MJF. No, I didn't pin him, but he beat MJF. He's got to win over MJF. That's all that matters. All right, guys. Thank you very much for hanging out with us this week. This was uh, another good length Eat Sleep Elite. This is what we like to get around, especially on weeks where we have other shit. You know, Battle of the Belts, new Battle in the Valley. Uh, we'll a lot be of battles next this week. week. A lot of battles. We're talking some uh, some more wrestling, so um, we weren't even able to really get into TNA stuff, but they had some cool shit happening too. So wrestling, right. guys, wrestling is on fire. Seriously, quick, quick major one on winner. Who, who's winning major one? And Toronto Ultra. Oh shit, Toronto motherfucker. I got Ultra. I got Atlanta Phase taking it, uh, okay. taking it, in at, what is it? A best of five now nowadays. Uh, yeah, I got him taking it in a fucking sweep. Okay, versus and, Toronto. Uh, That'll be it for us, everyone. So, uh, again, if you enjoyed this, please Optic eliminated out of losers. Hit the, uh, hit the follow, subscribe button, whatever whatever <laughs> platform you're on. We we do appreciate that. And uh, yeah, if you haven't, if you love award season, we did our awards this year, and it was a blast. And um, yeah, we literally glazed shit up for like two hours. So, if you're just feeling some more podcasting, or if AW starts in ten minutes, go have fun, motherfucker. We'll see you later.